0: The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the individual guests. If you're a sensitive snowflake that may get easily offended, then turn this off immediately. If you want to hear the real truth about the gun culture, then stick around. This is the Armed Citizen Podcast number 217 we are live as always on youtube and over on facebook so if you're out there go ahead and say something we don't know that you're out there unless you do if you're new to the channel new to the show make sure you say hello and where you're from we'll uh, give you a shout out maybe help you pop that cherry a little bit we can't promise to make you any smarter we just hope not to make you any dumber but hey it's all it's it's you never know what's going to happen so welcome to the dark side If you uh, want to call in or text in, yes, you can call into the show. Utilize the Ghost Tactical Hotline presented by our good friends Rod and Shelly Gates at Aegis Gun Care. Make sure you go check them out at Aegis, A-E-G-I-S, AegisGunCare.com. If you're a veteran, really anybody, but especially if you're a veteran and you're in that hole and you can't find your way out and you're questioning whether there's still light out there, first of all, call me, text me, email me 24-7. I cannot give you medical advice, but I can probably be a pretty good ear and and maybe help you talk you through some stuff. If you are looking for someone that can get you in the direction of medical help and all of that, please remember two things. One, you are not alone in this fight. You have a lot of brothers and sisters out here that are willing to help. And two, the world is a much better place with you in it. So please, please, please utilize the Veteran Crisis Hotline. 1-800-273-8255. 1 800 273 8255. Once again, 1 800 273 8255. And for veterans, press the number one. As always, we spotlight the United States Marine Corps. So if you're out there and you want to uh, ask some find out some more information on how to earn the title of United States Marine, then please visit the website marines.com. And I think I probably need to put this back on here. I um, need to figure out where it went. There it is. Yeah. And as always, we are a proud member of the Self-Defense Radio Network. It's a great place where uh, like-minded, pro-gun, pro-to-a, pro-freedom podcasts all on one. So go check out SelfDefenseRadio.net. Let's get this off my ugly mug and say hey to some of our homies. Um, All of us were in Tulsa this past weekend for the Wanamaker Tulsa Arms Show, uh, the largest gun show in the world. From Gear Report, our good friend TJ. What's going on, TJ?
1: Oh, glad to be back down here where it's warm. I'll tell you that.
0: It was, it was uh, yeah. brisk. What was it, Saturday morning? It was 27 when we woke up. At least it was. When, uh, I mean, I know that you guys were like, we don't even own jackets. What the hell are we going to do here? I
1: bought a jacket <laughs> just for Tulsa.
0: I know. And I think Crystal might have gotten one at Walmart or something. Did she not Friday night? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So, uh, yeah, glad you made it back home safely and all yeah. that. Um, and from my neck of the woods, about, oh, 40 minutes away, we have got the tactical FUD himself. What's up, Buck? Hey,
2: everybody, how's it going?
0: Good, yeah, Buck's to be-,
2: be back, too.
0: <laughs> yeah, Buck, Buck's glad to be home because he had to stay in a room with me, and I wasn't breathing real well, so I'm sure I was probably snoring quite a bit. Uh, He had to drive with me everywhere. So he's probably just glad to be the hell away from me more than anything else. And from the great, great state of Texas, the tactical virus. I mean, um, Leprechaun himself. What's up, Clove? Hey, man. So Clover is my shotgun rider every week with this. So we always ask him this week, this week, what shotgun are you using?
3: about a maybe a winchester 140 ranger
0: okay okay there you go i don't know what the hell that is but it sounds pretty cool you know yeah Yeah. you know me if you start talking shotguns if it's outside like a mossberg 500 or something like that i don't know old school
3: old school semi-auto
0: oh okay now, mystic, you know Stacy was there this week, and obviously they live there, so uh but mystics there says, do we really have to invite t j No, but I didn't want him to feel left. I know that he's very sensitive, and he would get his feelings hurt if we didn't, so I felt like you know, I need to send an email to him and make him feel like we actually care about him a little bit, so that oh, well, he's here'm did, did I say that out loud? I'm sorry,
1: that comment from her i'm I'm upset now
3: <laughs> he's, so, he's so sensitive. <laughs>
0: And I sent a two minute warning out before the show saying, um, "You know, go get your popcorn." And Jesse out there, the gunpowder abuses, I didn't show for popcorn. I was told the red cookies. There are cookies in the green room, but I think Buck ate them all. I ain't can't no more, that, Ain't I'm no prefer- more
3: donuts and frosties though.
0: There's God, no more God, donuts and frosties, and we will talk about that for sure.
4: Did you get cookies?
0: For. Yeah, exactly. That's the reason why Buck was here. I promised cookies, so. Um uh, rich white wants to know is clover going turkey hunting with that winchester getting a bird for thanksgiving
3: i picked up a bird uh at tulsa i will have to talk about that too
0: yes we will uh and mystic says we all love crystal though so i, I think we all are in agreement on that we are now, very glad that tj came because he brought crystal with him so
3: so does she mean crystal or is it crystal
4: because
0: crystal- well
3: the Crystal
0: Burgers. Everybody loves the Crystal, oh, the restaurant, yeah. the burgers. I do love Crystal Burgers. Yes. Um, crystal's not bad if you want to spend that kind of money on. I'm more of a, like, a, what was that? The $10 champagne that's, that's actually pretty good. Oh, what's that crap call that we always get? We get it. It's I don't know. It's like $10. It's good. But, you know, if you're into that Crystal thing, you know, hey, we're not high rollers here. So we're on a no. budget. So, uh, yeah um all right before we get going we always like to talk about our ghost tactical polls we uh we, every Thursday Saturday and Monday morning at 10 a.m Central time the only time zone by the way uh Central time we put out our polls and we have to have fun we'll do some food polls some music some just random fun polls but uh we like talking everyone seems to like to do that as well so uh last last Thursday was our poll, and it was Veterans Day. So I just put, have you or someone in your immediate family served in the military? Happy Veterans Day. 85% said yes, and 15% said no. So happy Veterans Day to all those veterans out there. Happy belated. Um, Last Thursday, so we won't go into depth of that poll too much, just because there's really no reason to. Uh, Saturday's poll was, um, on average, how much sleep do you get? And I'm going to start with TJ on this. The, the answers or the, the possible answers are less than six hours, six hours, eight hours, ten hours, or more than ten hours. How much on average do okay. you sleep do average, you get? I'd
1: say about six hours.
0: Yeah. yeah.
2: yeah. Uh, I, I think
0: that's, you know, most people would do that. Uh, Buck, what about you? Well,
2: this weekend was less than six but
0: normally it's in between six to eight hours. Okay, six to eight. Yep. Uh, Clove would about Chloe Gets like fourteen hours of sleep a day.
3: Yeah, uh, I, minimum eight to ten. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: That's no joke. Like he goes, yeah. He the boy enjoys his sleep. The boy enjoys his sleep. Uh, I'm that
3: so, one. Has, I'm so beautiful.
0: Well, hey uh yeah we're all man we got to hit the quiet button there didn't they <laughs> you don't really know how to address that uh that has 1.3 thousand votes coming in at first place is six hours at 45 percent in second place at 32 percent is less than six hours in third place with 20 percent is eight hours at two percent is ten hours, and at one percent is more than ten hours. So basically, seventy-seven percent of the poll is six hours or less, and, and I think that that's probably you know probably pretty good. Uh, I yeah, I, I saw that, Buck. Thank you for bringing that up in the side chat. Appreciate you. Um, but yeah, that, that, now let me ask you guys this: They say that most people need eight at least eight hours. I think they would probably say eight to 10 hours to get their full sleep cycle. I don't, I mean, maybe like three times a year do I get more than like six, seven hours sleep. I never get that 10 plus hours very rarely unless I just crash. But I mean, having the vast majority of America probably getting six hours or less, is that, you know, I mean, I don't know. I think most people can live off of six hours. What do you guys think?
1: I mean I, I usually don't go to bed until I'm tired.
0: Mm-hmm.
4: When my
1: mind's done, I'm like, all right, I'm going to bed. You know, sometimes right. I'll be in here doing review stuff till one, two in the morning, not even know it. I'm like, all right, I'm tired now. Look at the clock and be like, all right, I'm an idiot. I gotta wake up in four hours. Um Yeah, that function yeah. fine. Most most days. Some days yeah. not so much. I think it's quality of sleep more the more versus hours.
0: I, I think that has a lot to do with it. when I do sleep, I feel like my wife thinks that uh, I need to go probably get a sleep test but uh thinks that i mean she says i stopped breathing quite a bit and that sleep apnea and all that but to me i feel like i sleep pretty deep like i i don't ever feel like crazy tired when i wake up but they say that people that go and get that cpap or whatever and and, and they say that they sleep like better than they've ever have so i mean i want to I feel what it's like if i actually get that how good how good i feel the next day you know but um yeah. Yeah, I know Buck Buck didn't get very much sleep this weekend. He had to deal with my ass. Uh oh. From lands unknown. He looks like he's rolling down the highway. What's up, Rod?
5: Not much, guys. Yeah, I'm trying to get a few more miles up the road to get into Wyoming.
0: You're making pretty so, good time if you're already close to Wyoming.
5: Yeah, I stopped and saw an old friend too. But I this I need to get out of this communist state of Colorado.
0: It's a pretty state, but yeah, I don't know about the politics, but it's definitely a pretty state. Wyoming's a great state all around. I, I could live in Wyoming was, very easily.
5: I was born and raised in Colorado, and it used to be an awesome state. It is beautiful.
4: Yeah.
0: Oh, I hear you. And the last poll that we're going to talk about is has 813 votes, came out yesterday, and it says, do you name your guns? So let's start with Rod. Rod, and I say every gun, but the majority of your guns. Do you name them?
5: I've never named
4: a gun ever.
0: Yep. I've named so one. No. And it was my my most recent. Um, Clover. What about you? Have you ever? You know, do you name any of your guns? If at any, don't,
3: I don't. I don't think there's enough names on the planet. So no.
0: <laughs> well are you just special, Mister? I own three thousand firearms. Um let's see here. Booked, have you ever named any of your guns?
2: Only when they mess up or break.
0: <laughs> well, calling them names and naming oh. them are different.
2: <laughs> no. No, I, I ain't never named a gun yet.
0: But you I might like have to
2: say season though.
0: You might have to name the one you picked up this weekend, like maybe Elmer or something, you know?
2: Yeah.
0: Elmer Fudd. <laughs> Something like that. We'll see. Uh, TJ, what about you? Name any guns?
1: No, I can't say that I have. Most, yeah, of mine, I never... they, most of mine you can take apart and then assemble in some other form. So, Right. They're all, they're all Frankensteins pretty much. Well, they get,
5: they get a self-identify then. Right.
1: Yeah. They get a prefix in them.
0: Yeah yeah i i've i've only named one it was my road most is the Bergara, and the only reason why i did it was, it was too easy you know I, I named her sophia instead of sophia vergara the actress i named her sophia Bergara. uh but it was just too easy but that's the only one that i've ever named um i guess you maybe call that one I, I call that the battle rifle but it's not a name it's just it's the battle rifle but but yeah, I've only named the one that's Sophia just because I was like Bergara. It's too, way too I've got to name it Sophia. And actually what's so funny is Bergara picked up on it and like was reposting everywhere. Is like, oh, you guys name your gun? Sophia. And everyone's like, i got to steal Sophia. And I'm like, hey, you guys can have it. I was just, you know, being funny. So I, I wonder if 223 DMR out there is saying he he's named a, a gun Ghost and then Clover. Uh, maybe he's named with some of his guns after Clover and I. I don't know. That's kind of creepy but cool you know so if uh, let me ask you guys this out there in the uh, chat. yeah the one
3: named clover has got to be a shotgun you know what it is
0: well, I, was gonna, I was gonna say out there in the chat if you were gonna name your a gun after clover or i what kind of gun would you name it ghost and what kind of gun would it have to be to name it uh clover? that's too easy yeah so, Rich was saying that uh Buck emailed him about an eighteen ninety four winchester thirty thirty Is that the one he got? so let's just let buck buck you want to uh i don't know, you might not want to tell people what you bought, but you can tell them what you didn't buy, possibly
2: no I, I didn't get that one because I'd rather have a transmission in my truck first
0: <laughs> that's fair, yeah, that's fair
2: but I did really pick up it was a, nice well a little twenty two pistol chippewa. 22 for a little five inch barrel on it it's
0: pretty nice yeah little kiappa ar pistol. it's nice man nice it's nice uh let's see here i'm trying to see um uh, i don't know who sent this you leave a name next oh never mind it's it's warsaw patriot sent a text into the show via the ghost tactical hotline presented by rod and chili gates aegis gun care um he said, what's the longest time you have gone without sleep? The last time he's gone without any rest, his sleep was three days straight and day and night when he was 14. Um, the Guinness Book of World Record. Yes, there's a world record for longest without sleep. I don't know. Um, TJ, to your knowledge, what's the longest that you've gone without sleep? Um,
2: I've
1: been, I've worked, because I've had, I, sometimes I have deadlines and I slack a little bit and I'm like oh I can do that in like two days so I think it's been like two days and a night straight so like just worked straight and then didn't sleep
0: like 30 hours or so yeah, roughly
1: i us say 24 now like 24 48 probably like yeah 30 hours or well, 50 hours no, 54 hours
0: 50 54, yeah, 54 hours, hours somewhere 50 hours yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. It, was, it was I mean I felt it for like 2 days afterwards. It was bad. I'm too old right. to do that crap, but I mean sometimes my job's just like listen. You
4: know. No, I get
0: you. I get you. Got to get it done. Um Clover, what about you? Do you know about the is as, as the longest that you've gone without um I don't complete?
3: I really don't know. I mean there may be times that I just don't remember, right? Because they weren't sure. wasn't something memorable, but I know the trip to Phoenix uh, the trip, Oh yeah. Or you drove conference.
4: yeah, I drove
3: straight through to Phoenix, uh, and then not only straight through, but you know, hung out and then a bunch of other stuff along the way. Um, and it was 30 plus hours. So on the backside of 30, between 35 and 40 hours. Uh, and yeah. most of that, most all of that 99% was driving too, um, and that was rough that was rough and then especially have three days of conference or whatever and then drove straight back but straight yeah. back was uh, well i'll take that back i didn't drive straight back because i went down to, to, uh, to uh tucson from phoenix to tucson stayed overnight in tucson and then i drove straight back from tucson not from phoenix so uh right. that wasn't nearly as long uh and the series of events that occurred i won't get into that either uh <laughs> it's what extended the the drive out there so
0: yeah yeah uh, Buck, what about you how what's probably the longest without sleep you've gone
2: uh probably about three days up yeah. at, at work one time we had a bad snow and nobody could show up and I was stuck there so yeah I did take like 15 20 minute cat naps but it was about sure. three days you know
0: yeah, I would say that's probably three, maybe four days is probably where I am. I know in boot camp, the first three days you're at boot camp, you don't sleep. Um, like, no sleep. And then you finally get to sleep and they give you about four hours, and then you start right back over. The first three days, you don't sleep. Uh, doing some training stuff and um, some interesting things that we did three three and a half days roughly so yeah i don't know i mean i i when you start getting to that three days i can tell you this much this is just my experience at three to four days of no sleep i don't know about you guys but you know i start hallucinating quite a bit you you start seeing weird stuff at that point because your mind's your mind's dreaming but your body's not sleeping at that point but uh yeah i mean you start seeing some weird stuff or you think you're seeing weird stuff you start hearing a lot of it's just it's very interesting what happens when your body breaks down and and has to go into survival mode almost um yeah it's it's uh it's it's pretty interesting so yeah uh, i don't know what the world record is i don't even know about how long you can go physically without sleep I, I don't know, but I know that I was about four days and that was as long as I wanted to go. So so there you go. Uh, let's go up here and see some of the, the chats. Um, Rich said a rifle named Ghost would have to be one of them ghost guns they talk about in California. Calaveras says Ghost would be a Smith & Wesson revolver. That's funny. That's That's funny. Um, let's see here. Snob says he's here. We can start the chat. Um, (laughs) let's see here.
4: (laughs) Uh.
0: Richard out there says, I went days without sleep in the 43rd anniversary coming on the 18th of this month. I was at the Jonestown Massacre. Okay. Um wow yeah wow that's yeah that's uh interesting yeah okay uh g23 says 30 days without sleep with the health of little crystal meth so hey you gotta do what you gotta do uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah uh let's see here so warsaw says you guys remember
3: the- things? oh yeah yep oh, oh my god yeah there may have been that that's what i say there may have been times where i went no telling how long without sleep just don't remember it
0: just don't well sure i mean and once again (laughs) at some point your body's going to do whatever it needs to do to to survive and blocking out some of that shit probably is is real uh the man who made the longest record without sleep is 264 hours that's ten over ten freaking days. Wow, that's eleven days. I think, All right? Eleven days. Screw that. No, thank you, boys and girls. So we're going to um, dive into Wanamaker. All of us that were here were at Wanamaker this weekend in Tulsa, the Wanamaker Tulsa Arms Show, the largest gun show in the world. Eleven acres under one roof, and it's phenomenal. We're going to talk about a little bit what happened, uh, all the stuff that happened, what we did, what we bought, what we saw. It was kind of cool. Um, I will say this, that I showed up Friday night. Um, Well, we got there about 4, 4.30, went over to the show, checked in, uh, saw everybody, saw Rod and all them. Uh, Everyone was there. And uh, then we decided to go to Whataburger, have some dinner, and then went over to the hotel, but before I went to Whataburger, Buck and I went over to the hotel, so because is like, you know, right next door to the hotel, so we went over there, just checked in, and I walked in, and I said, I have a reservation for Miller, and they knew my first name, which was not on the reservation, and I, she's like, do you go by so-and-so, and I'm by Trey, and I was like, yeah, and she puts this box of crayons, and they're in my back. I should have pulled them out, but a uh, box of crayons. It had a note on there that says, Trey, we figured you'd be tired after the long drive. Here's a snack. And it was says, uh, your friends, Rod and Shelly, with eat just gun care. So they had stopped by the hotel. So I want to say thank you. I don't think I could have made the drive home without eating those because they, they saved my life. So uh, thanks for the snack, though. I appreciate you very much. So, let's see here. Obviously, Rod had the longest drive for sure, uh, coming from Idaho. Uh, you got their you're all home. Day. Been home for a while, bro. Been home for uh, two days now, just saying. Uh, TJ flew in from Florida. Buck drove in with me. Clover drove in from um from Texas, and you had Sarge and Obnoxious drove in from Carolina and Gary drove in from Kansas. So um, I'm gonna start with TJ first and say, you know, this was your first Wanna Maker. And we kind of talked last week about maybe what you were looking for or expecting. Now that it's come and gone, were you close to what you were expecting? Was it different, better, worse? What what were your what are your thoughts now of Wanamaker?
1: I mean, I thought it was, I mean, it was, it was probably a lot better than I expected. I I expected it to be just like jam packed. And I mean, it was busy, but it wasn't, it wasn't, you know, asses to elbows. Um, I I mean, some
0: usually is. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That's what I heard. Um, Other than that, I mean, the guns there were freaking phenomenal. I mean, you know, I love, I love the old shotguns, the old rifles, you know, the, the artistry of the old stuff. And, and there was, there was a ton of futtery there and I love that stuff. I don't have enough of it, but. I love it, you know, the old, I mean, there was one table that had, he must have had 30 lever actions, and I was just like, oh my gosh, those things are awesome.
0: Yeah, we talked talked last week that most people, you know, we say that, you know, no matter what you're looking for, if you look long enough, you'll find it, you know, you may not be able to afford it or whatever, it may not be in good shape or whatever, but you'll find whatever there is there, and did you... Did you have any things that you saw that you were like, holy cow, I've never seen one of those before?
1: Oh, a bunch of them. I mean all kinds of all kinds of the black powder stuff I've never seen. Um yeah. some of the some of the lever actions, some of the brown, some of the browning, you know, the, the shotguns, A twos, a five, you know, those are you know, those are phenomenal. I love those. But yeah, I mean there's all kinds of stuff I didn't see or that I've never yeah. seen before.
0: Now, Rod, I, I know, I mean, you, you were there for your first time, but you were there, you had a booth with, with the company and all that. Did you, we'll get into your experience as a vendor, but um, did you get a chance much to walk around and look around on your own?
5: Yeah, we did. Shelly and I tried to take breaks and each of us go walk around. So I didn't, I never got to the lower level, but I got around most of the upper level. Okay. and. I was blown away. It was impressive to me, even though every place I did go, I was trying to find some thirty-two Winchester Special for my lever action. Okay. Some rounds and I couldn't find them anywhere. So
3: that's that's because you didn't make the bottom floor, unfortunately, man.
4: The bottom floor said, is where all that stuff to is. Me. Yeah,
3: I would have told you exactly where to go.
0: Yeah, Clover has an ammo to. guy that's got some. Just yeah. he, he's a uh, ammo collector, and Four. he's got every. Like crazy stuff that you'd never even heard of, probably.
3: Um, for future reference, uh, yeah, bottom floor, all the way at the back, uh, or all the way to the far end of the bottom floor. And then, if you're facing the, that bottom floor, if you're looking that direction, uh, on the right side, not through that main section, but off to the side before you yeah. get to the to the food vendor. Um, there's a guy there also. So either one, I guarantee you would have had that. And been and been reasonable, not been crazy ammo prices. That's what's insane. Now
0: you actually know this guy Clover. Yeah. You know you might be able to hook Rod up with him privately, maybe. Maybe, yeah. Maybe yeah. you know. Yeah. You know, I, I, know I had
4: found, with him.
5: I found some the week before at the gun show in Nampa, but they were old partial boxes, and he wanted a lot of money for them, so I just passed.
4: Well, oh, well
0: uh, yeah. you start talking about these specialty calibers and old calibers. I mean, people know what they have, so Well, I bought
3: I don't remember when it was. Was it in April that I bought the 4570 stuff? That was
0: I thought that was in like 19 or something maybe.
3: Yeah, it may have been in one of the older shows, but either way, I mean, ammo was expensive still there, and I got you know, I got 40 a box of 4570 cheaper than 308 or No, you did 34. get
0: it in April. You did because you were surprised that you were getting yeah because you were getting it less than modern calibers.
3: Yeah, it was like I bought, I got two boxes of forty five seventy for cheaper yeah. than two boxes of nine millimeter. You know, it was yeah. like it was insane. Yeah, twenty five dollars uh, a box.
0: Real quick, uh, born to be a shooter. Josh says, Has anyone on here ever bought or known anything about Steel City Ammo Inc. Anybody know about Steel City Ammo? I'm no. assuming that's from Pittsburgh, probably if i had to guess no nope. i've never heard of it so i, I couldn't i couldn't yeah, help I you i ain't it. never heard of them no i don't know i don't know anything about there's
5: them. so many ammo companies out there now it's just crazy
0: yeah well there's a lot of ammo supply i mean ammo like selling ammo um now yeah. that i don't know i've never heard of them um i don't know i wish i could help you But maybe someone out there, being that it's in Pittsburgh, if anyone would know, it's probably Rich White because he's in West Virginia and close to Pittsburgh. So, uh, Oh, there he goes. He says it's a Pittsburgh company. That's all he knows. So there you go. If he doesn't know, then I suspect no one out here probably would know much about it. But uh, I could do some research for you, but it would just be Googling, which anyone can do. So I don't know. Um, Buck, you know, This is your second time you were there in April when it was just a mass hysteria um, compared to this time. Um, now that you've been there twice, um, let's not compare April to this one because I'm going to go out there and say this, and this is not a, a knock on the show because the show itself was great. They, they always do a great job, but of all the years that I've been going, all the shows that I've made, this was i'm not gonna say the worst i would say this was probably the most disappointing there were a lot of open tables open spaces the crowds were maybe three-fourths of what they usually are um and then you go on we'll go into other things all but it was just it it was just not that the vibe wasn't there at this time that it normally is um clover would you agree with that Mm
3: -hmm. yeah i would agree yeah now um there's a talk out there in the chat, you know, about how November's typically not quite the same as as April because of several and because of several reasons. Right. Yeah. That it yeah. would make sense. That was well, closer to Christmas could potentially be an issue. April's tax season, um, you know, fear of weather, which honestly, April seems to be worse than November in Tulsa most times.
4: Yeah. Uh, yeah.
3: But, you know, outside looking in people coming in. Right. April, November sounds worse. Right. Um, yeah. So we maybe uh, but you know the thing I noticed, and we've been going for what five years now. Every single yeah. time, uh, I will say that it, you know, however you want to word it, and it's not a bad thing because it's still the largest show in the world and awesome. But yeah. you know, it, it's it it was it was the worst or the you know least people least vendors. There was obvious. Bald spots, right? Not just a few tables. Yeah. You see that in the other shows.
0: You open see it. areas with no tables in them. You see you know? tables
3: where people have left early, or tables where people reserved them and didn't make it, or you know whatever the case may be, right? Um, right? That's not uncommon to see some empty tables here and there. But they had totally, they had sections and total rows that were open, which was weird. I've never seen that before.
0: Yeah, there was that back section uh, past where Rod and Shelley were up by the back bay doors that whole middle section was wide open all weekend. And that's that's like prime real estate. That was just – and then and even Buck was saying like the the huge ramps on each side next to the stairs coming up, you know, those are always got tables and everything. They were wide open. so It was. It was, it was a little different. Um,
2: you know, the hay cars parked at that one end that you were talking about.
0: And they did, yeah. and that especially Saturday they had people driving and dropping off stuff Saturday. That's never happened before, not on a Saturday, I should say. You know,
4: yeah.
0: Uh, they're saying that hunting season uh, stands out there with SS Pond. What's up, Stan? Uh, glad to see yep. him again. Had dinner with him Saturday night, as always. <laughs> had a little fun with him. Uh, gave him some some cool things. I think they're pretty funny. I don't know if he did or not. But. Um, we're seeing deer season, football season. You know, I guess deer season has to do with it. Football season has – football season's there every year, and it wasn't ever like this before, so well, deer like I, said, season, I don't know.
3: Deer season, is, deer, deer season is too, right? Those are all exactly. you know, we're talking about. With all the all these
0: variables are always there. So, know,
3: tax yeah. time and everything else. So, uh, you know, it was just – there was something was up, something that was weird about this year. It was It was just an off year, and that's not – you know, like you said earlier – it's not dogging on it or saying it's a bad thing. or no. putting it, it was the still it a great still show, yeah. You know, but it's just, it wasn't as good as it, it could have been. And so, you know, you, you want to say that because I don't want people to, you know, like TJ, like Rod, both, you know, first time, right? right. They have no comparison there. So, right. you know, it's it's just make sure that they understand that it could be better, right? Yeah, well,
1: It was still better than the shows I have down here. I mean, yeah was, heck yeah, yeah. Oh, well was still, uh, it, yeah, really still
0: the good. largest gun show in the world yeah, even if it, it's it, not at full it capacity was, you know? it was, it
1: was, it was yep. laid out good there's plenty of food um you know it wasn't like you good, know down man, here you know, like yeah we got one vendor or two vendors and you yeah. show everybody in an auditorium and it's packed, you know it's not there's not enough room between tables sometimes and it's just you know it, it's laid you out really there i mean i thought like i said as far as walking around and stuff it was it was easy and I
0: plenty of food I will, I will say this that I will have to admit that that is actually probably a good thing with and not only were there tables and spaces empty it did we all talked about this and Clover and I talked about it especially it did seem like the the aisles were a little wider and all of that now I don't know if that's because there weren't as many people going ass as the elbow or it actually was wider. But yeah, I'll say that this is by far, of all the ones that I've been to, the easiest by far of navigating Wanamaker. So that's a plus. As, as much as they probably don't want to have that less amount of people, that's money. For the people that were there, yeah, it was probably a lot easier to navigate uh, than in, in any other one we've been to. So uh, Jesse says, hopefully 2022 is going to be a much better year. we love to Get you and you guys. Now now that you're in Missouri, it's it's not as hard of a drive. So um, yeah, hopefully, hopefully, Uh, Buck. You know, once again, aside from the numbers and the amount of people and vendors, um, compared to April was your first time to this one. Did it still? Did it still have the excitement? Were you still excited? And was it still? You're happy. You still went. I guess I'm assuming.
2: Oh, yeah, I, I was very excited when I got up there. You could actually walk down the aisle and actually see what was on the tables instead of trying to peek over somebody's shoulder and stuff.
0: Well, and that's a whole other issue, too, is, yeah, not only is there more room to, to walk, but there aren't as many people at individual tables grabbing and all that. So, yeah, I didn't even think about that. It was a, probably a much better shopping experience for consumers, Um, It was probably a better, honestly, it was better for media because you didn't have to fight as many people knocking over your tripods and and all of that. Um, But yeah, I mean, it's just one of those where as much as I say that I wish it was busier, being there, it probably was better because you didn't have all the craziness and the amount of people and and all of that. So, you know, it's good and bad. It's probably good for the consumer and for us. Probably bad for the want makers who are trying to make money on this thing and and all of that, but uh, I'm still I'm sure they did quite well as well. Um, So I want to kind of start going through the room, and, and I'm going to start with Rod. I'm going to try to keep Rod awake while he's driving. She, by the way, Shelly's out there. She's on Facebook. She says, "Hey." <laughs> I'm
5: um, just about ten minutes away from the motel, or even less. So,
0: okay, good. I want to start with you, and when you were. As a consumer, when you were walking around, does anything in your mind stick out? Was that was like the coolest thing that I? It doesn't have to be a gun, but was that the coolest thing that I saw all weekend? Do you have one of those?
5: I don't think I did really. I just yeah. thought the coolest thing was there was just so much of everything. Yeah, it was the coolest thing to me. There was no type of firearm that you couldn't find. But that was
0: just cool to me yeah they had anything from the altor to a 249 saw or a cannon and uh you know clover had about eighteen thousand pictures cannon. of cannons it was, it was a, a cannon. cannon
3: it's a cannon yeah, yeah. It's a mini cannon it's a baby cannon it's a big cannon they had them all shapes and sizes they right. had
0: all sorts of cannons there but yeah it, it, it's just one of those cool things um Let's see here. TJ, Defensive Dad. Defensive Dad says, did you score a lever action that you had hoped?
1: I, I did not. I, I looked. I saw a couple. And then I went, you know, like what everybody else does, go to Gunbroker and check out the prices. And I was like, eh, you know, a little little steep. Um, but I did find I was looking for a, yeah. uh, a, a rifled uh, barrel for my Remington 1100. So I found that
4: and you, like I and you like, did oh, find yeah,
1: it box over here I was like sweet
0: dude did you go to the barrel guy because he's got barrels I like to,
1: I went to both barrel guys the one guy didn't oh, have it my God.
0: really guy,
1: the older guy which is like he looked over and just grabbed a box like he knew <laughs> grabbed
0: the yeah.
1: box like yeah I got like four or five of them in here and he's like you want you want the bead side you want the you know you want about a mount mount a scope on it and I'm like oh no give me the ones with the, the pick and titty so I can put a scope on it.
0: Right. So, Right, I got one of those. Uh, it
1: wasn't bad, it was you know 200 bucks.
0: Yeah, that's not bad at all. No. Uh, Stan no, I, says, Thank you for all the retirement gifts and card. You guys made me feel special, and that I was a part of your group, it meant a lot to me. Thank you. Well, I didn't want to say it because I didn't know if it was public knowledge or not. Um, everyone knows Stan at SS Pond, um, great guy. Got to know him over the last couple of years with Wanamaker. Stan is retiring, um, and so. The funny thing was is when when and I'm not throwing Gary under the bus, but it was funny because when Gary, Gizzard Gary found out the way he was stuck, it was like, Oh, we're never gonna see him again. And, and Snob says he's not dead, he's just retiring. So was it Friday night? I think it was Friday night we all went to Walmart after um uh Whataburger and all of that. Rod said he'll get back when he gets checked in the hotel. So um but yeah, uh, we went to Walmart and and I, we got them some fun retirement gifts, if you will, and uh, we had a little fun with that. So uh, we gave them to them Saturday night at the dinner and at Roadhouse and all that It was pretty funny. Um,
4: hey, now, hey Sarge,
0: I, I was, yeah, go
2: ahead. I got one question for Stan. Did yeah. you use any of it on the way home? Well. <laughs>
0: Well, he might have had to use one, possibly. Um, maybe two of them, you know. We we gave him some gag gifts. Like, I got him a cane. We got him some insurer, like the little thing they drink, um, some diaper pad thing, and then a male urinal, like a little handheld urinal. So, if you can't get up and you got to go, um, and then we gave him. I, I got him a, a a card, and it wasn't a retirement card; it was a funeral card with all of our sympathies. And it was just fun. We had fun with him. And G twenty three did to get him some handcuffs. No, I didn't get him some handcuffs. I just got him some interesting, interesting things. Uh, <laughs> Sard says that Gary practically delivered his eulogy. <laughs> I think we're actually going to see more of him. Um. Now that he's retired, you know, we're just, we're just giving you shit, Gary. We're just giving you shit. We're having fun at your expense. Um, yeah. Stan says the urinal came in handy. So uh, will come in handy someday soon. I think it will. I think it will. We almost needed to use it with snob at the restaurant. If it was there, he would have used it for sure. Probably. He got, uh, probably would have he been. literally climbed over the table and actually a guy, another booth started. you know, Raining money over he four He did make a gold he, box. He so
1: made that's, a right.
0: that's right. Uh, let's see here. Now, Sarge said that he bought some accessories since guns were so expensive. So, um TJ, you weren't there in April. April prices were just absolutely stupid. This show, some things were a little bit cheaper, but others were even higher than in April. Uh, but Clover Tech, I'm going to bring you guys in. And overall, not, you know, specific things might have been a little bit higher or lower, but overall in general, where do you think the prices for firearms, not ammo, but firearms were in comparison to April? It was lower. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Me personally, they were lower.
0: Yeah. There were things, most of them were lower. Now, M1 Grands, they were higher. Um in April I was looking for one and the cheapest one I could find was 1200 and that was just a little bit more than I'd like to spend. The cheapest one that I saw this time was 1800. Most of them were 22 to 2700 for uh, M1 grand. grand. So it's like holy shit, you know. I yeah, I, I sure. and I'm not saying there weren't. I'm saying the yeah. cheapest that I saw was 1800.
3: Yeah, I've seen some in the 8 and 900, but man, they were rough. Yeah, uh, they Smart. were rougher than what you would get at you know rat grade at CMP or something like that. I mean, they yeah. they were pretty bad.
0: Yeah, uh, it was so funny. I don't remember if it was Clover or Buck who was. I think it was Buck. We were we were walking around, and was, some guns don't have price tags on. And he says, "You know, I realized if uh, the guns don't have price tags on, you probably shouldn't ask what how much they cost." I'm like, "No, if it doesn't have a price tag on, you probably can't afford it because <laughs> there were." But he, but he did find a couple of lever actions that were not thirty five thousand. So,
2: yeah, I had my glasses with me this time.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that was the funniest thing. That was the yeah, funniest. Yeah, thing.
2: one thing I learned from Water- Watermaker was uh if the gun is real shiny or no yep. price tag, just keep walking.
0: Yeah, real shiny. High price tag, regardless of if it's good or not, it's shiny. They they took the time to shine it up, polish it. Keep walking. Yep.
1: There's there's a lot of do not touch or do not handle the firearms signs. I
0: yeah, guess. a lot of those, yeah. And a lot of them were in glass, also. Like it's all the old oh, yeah. revolvers and all that, a lot of glass, but yeah, there's a lot of and that that that's all of them, especially the older, you know, more expensive. And they're not in glass. will say, you know, please don't handle without permission and all that. I get it. I wouldn't want people handling my $30,000 rifle either. But, uh, yeah, but there was a lot of that. There was one, I don't know if you guys saw it, um, right up there in the upper level, right in the middle, but it was pretty much even with, like, the, the Cheesesteak guy in that area in the middle of the aisles. There was, I was walking past it, and... I was looking, and it literally, like, there were rifles and all sorts of stuff and, and, and tomahawks and all that that were literally, like, had dirt on them. Like, they were, like, just dug up from the ground. But they were probably, I mean, there's no telling how old those things were. They were probably literally dug up out of the ground, old relics of, you know, the Indian Wars or whatever. But they had, you know, arrowheads and tomahawks and, and all sorts of cool rifles. And I'm thinking, you know, really shiny, or just dug up out of the ground. Probably can't afford either one of them, you know.
1: <laughs> and I saw I saw those, and I was like, I was like, I'm not touching them because I don't want to get dirty. But I was like, yeah. they're probably more affordable than the shiny ones, but still.
0: But we don't know. I mean, we don't know how, like, if there's any history attached to those because they didn't have prices on them, no, no price and on I them. wasn't going to ask. You know, um, let's see here. Sarge says nothing is, is as horrifying as Snob's reaction to the guy's price on the Smith and Wesson Chief Special. Uh, yeah, so I guess they were there, and he asked how much it was, and he said the price, and immediately, like as soon as it came out of the guy's mouth, Snob goes, "Nope," <laughs> it just walked off. So, yeah, um, yeah, there are a couple of those that I would like to say, "Nope," to uh, SKS's. The Narinko SKSs were still going for about 800. Yep. So that's better than it was in, in April, which where they were at 1200. Uh, I, I think I was, the, the cheapest one that I saw in SKS there was 500. And that's still about three times too high. But um, it was, you know, the, the cheapest I saw was 1200 in April. So the cheapest I saw this time was 500. So prices were down. I would definitely say the ammo ammo prices were still high but they were much lower than they were in april where nine millimeter was going for a dollar fifty around in april uh, i saw a lot of them for about 60 cents around um which is still high but it's half of what it was in april so you know that's not bad
2: um yeah yeah, I think last year I bought that 300 ammo for like $36 a box.
0: Yeah, $36 a box. Yep, yeah, sure did. And
2: this year I got it for $27. So.
0: And the ammo that you got, you got that from Black Arena, I believe. Yeah. Uh, and I don't know much about 300 block out ammo, but I remember uh, you showed CloverTac, and he said that that's a really good brand and uh, type of 300 block out that yep. – could go for $50 a box legitimately, even like in normal times. So you got a hell of a deal on that.
2: Yeah, I, I think it was match grade, I think it said on there. I believe. Yep, normal match.
0: Yeah, I, I don't know the brand, but yeah. you knew it, Clover. So I mean, you said it was a pretty good, uh, pretty good. Um, now, Sard says expensive guns were a little overpriced, but less expensive common guns were way up. I, I I didn't see that. I mean, you know, they were. I don't see they were way, they were way up, but they weren't as way up as they were in April. And I don't think SARS was there in April. April was just stupid.
2: Yeah, in uh, April they had that Heritage Rough Rider for like four hundred dollars.
0: Yeah, like four fifty for a yeah. Rough Rider. What I mean, good lord, you know. Yeah. The cheapest AR that you could find in April, for the most part. I would say the cheapest, the average AR, whether it was Anderson. I mean, it, it, the, the average cheap AR was going for about $900 to $1,000 in April. You could get them for about six to $800. Um, so they were down. They have, a, um, there's a couple of them throughout the show that are built, you know, complete AR for X amount. And for the last several years, prior to this year, those were $300. Like, you could go and get a $300 AR every day, all day at Wanamaker for the last five years. Um, in April, I want to say it was like $550 or $600 for that same AR. This year, I think it was what $479, I think, is what they had advertised a complete AR for $479. And I don't know, like, what kind of components they were. It was just, it is what it is. So prices are coming down. Um, so um, let's see here. Sarge says uh, that's what he means. Common guns were twice as what you can get. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah yeah yeah. Um, they were high, but if and I know you weren't there in April. Um, April, stupid. I mean, absolutely stupid prices. So um, it is what it is. Uh, Taurus G two C was asking two eighty. And that's a $200 gun, roughly. Probably get it for maybe $189 in some places back, you know, before the cough, cough or whatever. Um, so, I mean, $280 is really not. I mean, it, it's not, it's it's high for the Taurus G2C, don't get me wrong. But we're talking at maybe $100 more. There are some that are triple, four times the price of what you could get them before. So, yeah. Um, let's see here. Defense Dad said that shelves are jam-packed full of nine millimeter at twenty dollars a box. Really interesting. I still can't find it around here. It's still nine millimeter. Still tough to can't find nine, and you can't find six five Creed anywhere around here. We got pallets of it down here. Of nine or six five Creed? Nine, yes, both of them. 6.5 five,
1: six. Six, five Creed. There's still plenty. Like I told yeah. you. I'll, I'll go to when I get a, when I get a frog gun. I'll give them a look and
0: see. Well, I might have to uh, call down to that your shop and see if they can send me some nine. Then, if it's, I mean, like, let's just say, like Winchester White Box. Let's just take that because everyone knows that was ten dollars a box or so. You know, for nine millimeter, what's that running these days? It, you know, have you seen it around?
1: I haven't seen the the Winchester. They have like they have other brands that you know, like kind of like the off brands that they're getting. Sure, they're they're getting a lot. Um, But it's been well, what's the like, cheapest? Very, what's the
0: cheapest nine millimeter you've got seen for a
1: case of a thousand for like 420?
0: Okay, okay, it's getting there for sure. There. Uh, they, have I,
1: cheap, they have cheaper ones, but they don't have they don't they won't sell those by the cases.
0: Yeah, I got uh, I was about a month, month and a half ago, I guess I picked up uh online a thousand rounds of uh max tech, max tech or whatever it's called mag tech or max tech nine millimeter ammo a thousand for 300 bucks shipped so i thought that was pretty good so um i haven't shot any of it yet because i've been shooting long range since then but uh there he is he's at the hotel back to the hotel do
5: yeah made it
0: right on well have you called shelly first before you got on here no oh,
5: she, well if she's on here she'll see me
0: He's watching it's fine okay all right I don't, a, made it I, don't want, I don't want to get blamed for that bullshit so <laughs> yeah <laughs> defense status goes for everyone out here anyone on the panel so did you guys actually see people buying guns while you were there other than for the experience sounds like most gun show prices
4: yep
3: i
0: totally yeah. seen oh, people man. buying guns there people are buying guns left and right yeah. absolutely they were so I was,
1: there, I was at wild west guns when they bought that uh that twin set of uh revolvers the, the oh that's right gun. that's right yeah i was there with the guy so, just, he was counting out a stack of cash i was like mm-hmm. "Alrighty, it's gonna be a good day
3: so going into this and, and we do this every single time twice a year sure. you know we talk yeah. about it in pre-show we talk about it in post-show you know everybody talks about gun show prices right right well it's typically gun prices are higher and it's always been that way. So, um, part of the thing is finding, you know, finding those gems, finding those deals, they exist. And at the world's largest Mm -hmm. gun show, there's a lot of them that exist. Now that doesn't mean it's a gun you want, Sure. But they exist. So I don't know how many I missed out on that were deals that I could have bought. I know Buck bought one of them, uh, and, uh, and 45 ACP bought the other, uh, so I know the people that snagged those that I was looking at. And I thought, heck, that's not bad. I'm going to pick that up if it's still there. And, of course, it wasn't. And so there was, I would say, obviously, I didn't come home with any guns. But there was a dozen probably, uh, at least ten. It was in double digits. And maybe a dozen. But I had my eye on If they were there, you know, Sunday after lunch or whatever, I would have I picked them up. Uh, but none of them made it. So, obviously, people were buying guns. Sure. And they were, you know, like I said, they have the, had the mentality that I go in with, which is where are the deals? Where are the buys? I don't care what it is. Where are the deals?
0: Yeah. uh I know Snob was able to pick up uh at least two of the third gen Smiths that he was looking for. He might have gotten another one. I think he got I think he got two third gen Smiths, maybe a SIG or something. I don't remember. But yeah, I know that he was able to find some good deals on those because he wouldn't have bought them if unless they were deals. Uh, Buck had a deal on the 1894 Winchester lever 3030 um, for $700, which everyone we were talking to. So that's a, that's a banging deal. Um, and it was just one of those things where obviously he chose a, a transmission, which is probably the smartest move over the rifle, but that was a banging deal. Uh, at least it was a very fair deal. It was fair. Um, yeah. It was, it was, um, and, and, and fair in a gun show, especially in today's time, fair is a banging deal sometimes, you know. Um, uh no, calgaris uh, wants to know if you took home a cannon
3: no i did not but i'm going to tell you now that it i, I will eventually the those the mini, the mini cannon cannons ones. the mini cannons and the micro cannons are pretty cool and uh i will eventually i mean it's they're there every single time it's not anything new so uh i will i will eventually be bringing one of those home most likely yeah those are cool
0: yeah, Cal said here that uh, Cass, uh, Snoop, Star Snoop Dogg, got a Mossberg. She did. She brought the white AR that we helped her buy um, in April. And she got the bangest deal of all time. She got that for $200. I don't know how she got that for. I was there when she bought. I was like, holy shit, she got this for $200. Uh, I think the guy just thought she was cute, maybe. But uh, I think she went to go uh with that and then she walked out with a mossberg 500 which i mean can't go on the mossberg 500 i mean if you're gonna get a if you if, if it's your first shotgun there are a lot worse shotguns to get, be your first in a mossberg five so um, but yeah someone says they, they were seeing i don't know who it was someone that was on the chat that was there it said they were seeing maverick 88s for 250
3: I don't think yeah, I've I mean, seen I'm sure. a Maverick 88. The I didn't see a Maverick
0: but ago. I wasn't looking for a Maverick yeah, 88. Yeah, so that
3: so goes almost. to everybody's experience. That's what's kind of cool, right, is everybody's right. experience, and everybody's a little different, and they're looking at different stuff. And and plus, if you've been there a while, you know who to just avoid, right? There's a lot of tables, especially down in the bottom floor. Yeah. There are um, a lot of the you know high-dollar lever rifles and you know antique-style stuff and things like that that
0: $35,000. Yeah.
3: Yeah. After a few shows and there's a lot of big dealers on the top floor that are the same way that it's like, you don't even walk by there. Just ignore it because you know that they're going to have jacked up prices every single time. That's, that's how they operate.
0: Yeah. Well, and the downstairs, I love the downstairs, but I go downstairs knowing that I'm not going to buy anything from downstairs, but that's where the cool stuff is. That's okay. typically where if they do have an exhibit of whoever's the traveling exhibit, it's usually downstairs as well, but that the cool stuff is downstairs. But yes, you're right. Uh, you know that if you're going downstairs to buy, you better have, like TJ said, a stack of, of Benjamins. Like that guy was shelling out for the revolvers. Um yeah, and Defense Dad says um, he was asking because he absolutely has fun at gun shows but struggle finding deals. And I think, like Clover said earlier, gun shows in general, prices are going to be higher. You know, that's just the way it is. Um, chances are people are buying guns at gun shows and then going to other gun shows trying to make some money on that. So, you know, it's it's what it is. Um but yeah, I just think it's it's not just this show; it's every gun show. But prices in the last year, for obvious reasons, were high. But for the longest time, you couldn't get anything. So the supply and demand has you by the tail. Sometimes go ahead, DJ. Yeah,
1: there was. I mean, th- there were there were some guns that were like you know I looked at them. That's that's reasonably priced, reasonably priced, but it wasn't what I was looking for. So I mean, there were yeah. there were there you know there were quite a few that I was like oh you know I could I could buy that and but it's not what I was looking for. I was looking for you know. Uh, a specific you know thirty thirty, and or something you know something cool um i mean while west gun works a you know probably what probably one of their 3030s is what i end up with eventually
0: there I, was you know,
4: I like, I
1: like their stuff up there
4: i want
0: to uh see if i can google this i just thought of this uh model 38
1: i just bring i didn't bring enough stacks with me that's the problem
0: right um so one of the rifles that I saw that was about a six hundred dollar rifle on, and I don't know um, what it goes for. I could probably look it up, but I looked. I was looking at it, and, and it, it caught my interest because it was a Japanese Type Thirty Eight rifle, and it was the World War One, World War Two rifle that the Japanese Army um they built. 3.5 million. It's a carbine, um, 31 inch carbine, a rifle barrel length, and they had they had a carbine and a rifle, 31 inch rifle and a 19 inch carbine. Um, 7.62 by 39 was post war, but during the war it was a 6.5 by 50 millimeter. Um, Cartridge and it was a cool thing, and it was $600. It looked like it was in good shape. I don't know if Buck remembers me talking about that. The only reason why I didn't even look at it very long is I don't know what those things were worth. Um, but it was a cool looking rifle. If you guys ever get a chance, go look up Japanese Type 38 rifle. And it was a pretty, this was a rifle, it was definitely the the 30 incher, not the 19 incher. Um, but it, it was a really cool, I had never seen one before. I never even heard of it before. Um, but it, they wanted 600 and it was in good shape. I don't know if that was good. And I might find out later that, that was like the banging deal of the, the show. And I missed out on it. I don't know, but uh, yeah, it was, it was, um, yeah, it was one of those, it was, it was a cool, that was one of the cool things. I had never heard of it. Never, obviously never seen was I never even heard of it, but that's, you know, you're just kind of walking by. You're like, Oh, what kind of rifle was that? And you're like, Japanese Type 38. That's kind of cool. Um, so yeah, one of those things. Um, let's see here. Born to be a shooter. Josh says, "You think well-made remanufactured? Do you you guys think well-made remanufactured is worth the money saving? Say it's seventeen dollars versus twenty dollars a box of nine millimeter. You talking about reloads? I'm assuming he's talking about reloads. Um. So here's the thing. No, I don't think if you're talking 17 versus $20 a box, I don't think it's worth it. If it's reloads, here's why. Unless I was going to reload them or I was there when someone that I trust reloads them. If you're buying reloads from someone on a source online or something, you have no idea who did that. You have no idea if they're hot, if they're you know squibs. You have no idea the quality of components. And I'm not saying you can't. I'm saying I personally, if, it, if you're talking 17 versus 20 and I'm buying reloads online, I would probably go you know, factory ammo in that situation if I don't reload. So if it was TJ or, or Rod or Buck or Clover had reloads and they were willing to sell them, which most people that reload aren't willing to sell because of a lot of liability or they're worried about other people shooting their ammo. Um, but if it was something like that, then yeah, I would trust them. But just buying reloads online, I would have a, a, a very big issue with that. If it's only a three dollar difference, I'm going factory. TJ, I'm going to start with you. I'll give you this question: uh, reloads versus factory. Let's say it's a three dollar difference.
1: For, for three bucks, I do factory all day. There's, yeah. I mean, there's no question. I mean, unless unless the ammo getting gets worse and it's you know it goes to like a a ten dollar difference then i'm like well you know just to
0: have I'll, some I'll i would maybe think about hand. it i might buy a box try it out and if right. i liked it maybe go back yeah
1: right you know it'll be one of those two just to have some on hand just in case you know i've, got, I've still got plenty of, of factory stuff but you know when you do your reviews and stuff you shoot the factory and then it'd be nice to have some you know if i if i get low to have some extra
0: yeah just to have it just for yeah. just in case yeah uh Bonk, i'm gonna go to you and say you know what do you think uh, unknown reloads versus factory
2: well unknown reloads yeah I'm, I'm going factory now unless it's somebody like lax so like a factory reloading them for you but i ain't going no personal it's nobody yeah. personal reloading like at a gun show you, you
0: know, them. and he brings up a good point. LAX has a, a really good reputation of, of, of really good reloads. But even to that point, like I said, I might go with TJ. I might buy a box, bring it in, shoot it, make sure everything's good to go. And then I might go buy more, uh, even with LAX. You know, they were there. I saw LAX was, was uh, they had a little table there, which I thought was weird. Uh, at Wanamaker, I, I never seen them before. At least I hadn't remember seeing them before. But uh yeah, even LAX, even like the big dogs, I would still be very skeptical. Uh Chloe, what about you? I know what you're gonna say, but uh unknown reloads versus factory.
3: So any
0: now he's gonna any, he's gonna go devil's advocate just to fucking piss me off. Anybody
3: man. that anybody that loads ammunition, okay? Get into this thing, reload. Well, what does that mean, right? Because if I buy all right. brand new components and I load it, well,
4: it's not okay, 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 it right? may not no, no, be a no, no, no. reload, yeah.
3: I get you, but I'm just saying there's people that have these biases when they start talking about it. Yeah. <clears throat> so, understand this: understand that a lot of you've got equipment failures, quality control failures can happen. It doesn't matter if it's Remington, Winchester, or Joe sure. Bob's ammo. That has is running Mark Seven machines with a, a a competent crew. Accidents and and certain machine calibrations and things like that can happen regardless of who it is. Absolutely,
4: right? yeah.
3: So, you know, I'm glad you you talk about unknown reloads. So if you're at the gun show and they go, oh yeah, this is uh, reloaded stuff, and who did it? I don't know. Well, no, no right? Billy
0: Bob, and, Billy Bob, and so Both some Billy random
3: Bob. guy, some <laughs> random person on an internet forum. That's Loading ammo and selling it, right? No, probably yeah. not. But if it's a company and they're set up with decent machinery, uh, and like and the LAX, yes, sure. and they're using all new components and everything else. Because if you start parsing this factory ammo stuff, well, you start getting into Minuteman, Buffalo, Boar. Uh, yeah. you, you get into big name brand Fort Scott. You get into big name Fort brands Scott. that technically, under your definition, is a reloader, right? So, I'm sure. just saying, be real, you got to be real careful who you're calling that. But yeah, the unknown just Joe Blow or I don't know where these came from because they're
4: in Well, a, you
0: just my go bag. online no. it says, you know, reloads. Yeah, no. $15 a box. What the hell yeah, is that, I mean, you know? Like,
4: like no uh, And, and, out and there. that
3: being that being said, one of the guys downstairs when we were talking about rod in the in the uh in the 32s uh is Aardvark Laboratories and that guy, because we're talking about obscure, hard-to-find cartridges and stuff, uh, obviously those are, are reloads, right? A lot of that brass sure. you can't even get anymore. Uh, but I would trust that guy 100%. But again, he's been doing it for many years. He's set up. He understands it. He's also a legit business, got the insurance, got the bonding, got everything else he, he right. needs, right? He's not just some dude in his garage. So there's a big difference.
0: Right. Absolutely. Uh, Rod, to bring you in... Unknown reloads versus factory. What do you think?
5: Oh, I would never even buy unknown un, reloads at all, even if it was for right. emergency stash. Now, I and I wouldn't buy probably reloads for most of the people I know.
4: Yeah, it's just
5: I don't trust them.
0: No, I, I, get, it. No. I get it. I get
5: everybody. I don't know. I've shot friends reloads and they were hot and. Have problems with them so i just try to stay away from it because it would be like if i did reloads you would want to shoot my reloads it would just be a stupid thing for you to do
3: well and and most that that i'm glad you brought that up about them being hot loads right most big companies the least amount of powder and the type of powder so you're dealing with case volume and stuff right um they're looking at cost because they're yeah, exactly. out thousands, of thousands, thousands around yeah. a little bit of extra powder per cartridge makes a big difference. Right. Yeah. And so yeah. most of your guys, your, your companies, small companies that are in major production for ammunition, you're not going to get hot loads. I mean, you may have to look for squibs or something like that. Right. But you're not yeah. going to have a situation where it blows the gun up. I mean, not because it's a hot load. It may, you may have a squib and if you're not paying attention to that, but again, you can have squibs, with a uh, big name company. Can I yeah. Yes,
0: absolutely. And, and you can also have hot loads where it loaded up twice, you know, the double the powder, but you it's can uncommon. have that at Remington as well. You know, I mean, you
3: can't, you can, but that's a lot. It doesn't happen very often,
0: but We had a, yeah. we had a police officer that got some reloads. Uh, this is about two or three years ago, got some reloads uh, to do some practice. And, had a double load of powder in there and it blew his thumb off. Um, uh, blew part of his hand off. And and it was it was a it was a friend of his ammo. Um, like I said, and 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 it wasn't like it was intentional by any means, you know. Um, and I'm not a reloader, so I might be using terminology, but if it's not one of those progressive ones where it's a single state and you gotta do all of the stuff yourself, you you lose track. Someone catches your eye off in a conversation, you lose track. You could very easily could do some weird yeah. stuff to, and you never know. And it only takes and, one. That's well, the thing. only one, you know.
3: Yeah. Well, an individual, yes. But again, if you're set up on a major scale right. to produce, absolutely, it, you're using automation sure. with your machines, the Mark Sevens or the or the Dylan Ten Fifties or something like that, and you right. literally have a tablet that's plugged up and sensors in play and sure. all kind all kinds of things. And if it double charges or something, it's going to stop the process right that's what we're talking about
0: these unknown reloads yeah you don't know who's doing it i mean i would buy from
1: my local reloader i mean they you know they that's what they do yeah yeah, sure
0: but you know them and you know you know all that i would would buy from i would buy from buck or clover if if i had to as i was in that situation because i'm pretty sure it's a buck clover i i need i need i i'm desperate i've got to have something can you make some for me one, I trust them, but I also trust them to know that if they were making ammo for me, they're probably going to be pretty, you know, they would be, they would be safe anyways, but they'd probably be extra careful just in case, you know?
4: Yeah. Yeah. More vigilant. Like I I said, the,
0: the unknown, I think was a key word in that question was unknown, you know, remanufactured. Um, Yeah. That's, that's a scary proposition and I'll put it to you this way. And I'm not speaking. uh, I'm speaking from personal uh, experience. I don't know too many people that aren't like a LAX or a big major manufacturer, like just friends or people that are in their garages. I don't know too many of them that are willing to sell their ammo because they they want to shoot their ammo because if something happens, it's on them. But uh, I know, I don't know. I Actually, I don't know any. Like I mean, I've even asked Clover before you know hey if there came a point in time where i needed a thousand rounds of nine would you be willing and this is one of my best friends in the world he says man i mean i'd have to really think about it you know and and i think that's a common
3: common theme you know it's like you're more than happy to buy the components come down here and spend a week come down here and and use my
0: stuff absolutely
3: all day day long i'll show you how to crank the handle and right but as far as me doing it yeah i
0: don't know and I think that that's a common theme. Um, if yeah. you have someone, and, 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 and then once again, I'm not judging anything.
4: Because it's not hard. If you have
0: a I mean, guy out of their garage who is reloading for right. the purpose of selling to the public, I'd be kind of skeptical about that. I'm just saying. that's. Yeah. I'm not judging. I mean, I'm just saying. I Because I don't know any of them that would do that.
3: Reloading is not difficult. I mean, there's a very defined process. Sure. Where it gets tricky is with load development and stuff. Sure. Uh, if you're just talking practice ammo, plinking ammo or running gun type ammo, that sort of stuff, um, you know, it's, you know, it's not really that big a deal. It's, it's you know, a, a, literally a trained monkey could do it once the equipment, once the load is developed and the equipment is set, right? Um, it's pretty, it's pretty easy. So people, I, I get that question all the time with reloading. I mean, people want to get into it and they just think it's a super huge complex thing. And it's like. Not really. It's it's fairly simple. I mean, it's a case. you got to have an ignition source. You've got to have a fuel source and something to push out the end of the barrel. Um, and, you obviously they're just like a recipe for a cake. I mean, all that has to be in certain proportions and match up and everything else. But outside of that, you know. Not a big deal, as long as you don't turn the oven up too high, right? He this to
0: a damn food chat again, bringing up cake.
3: Working on it. Working on it. (laughs) He
5: was crowbarring it in there for
0: sure. He was definitely trying. Go ahead, TJ.
1: I've got a a book for the reloads. It's easy. It is, you know. Here it is. I've got all the stuff, and I haven't started yet, but it's on my list.
0: Well, I know Buck. Buck, we were talking on the trip up and on the trip back. Um, you know, he's got all the reloading stuff at the house. He's got a couple of different setups, and I know that he's been talking about, you know, probably starting to do some reloading and all that. Um, I've actually thought about doing some, you know, buying components and using a buddy of mine's press and all that um, for my six Creed. Not because I want to, you know, for competition. I'm very happy with the horny match, 140 dollars that I'm using. The problem is I just can't find the shit. And if it is, it's $75 a box. Um, and for me, the reloading would be not trying to save money. It's just the availability. If I need 100 rounds for this match and I can't find it, I'd like to be able to go and reload just so I have ammo for a match. So yeah, I'm thinking about having that. to do that. that
1: formula as well.
0: You know exactly That's what I'm saying is, I mean, I can get all the components exactly. I can save the yeah. brass from horny, I can go get the projectiles from horny, I can get everything the same. But for me, it would just be more importantly, of having the availability of it. Yeah. It's not for saving money at this point, you know.
2: Well, if you are going to do that, Trey, yeah, to start now looking for the components, even if you don't do it, you yeah. can always sell it later on.
0: Well, I was looking this weekend. Um, and, yeah, I'm going to have to start I'm to, have to start. Um,
3: Man, Crystal's right out now, there saying right, ahead, now not the time. right now is not the time to start looking for it.
4: Honestly.
0: That's kind of what I was gathering, it because you and I, Clover, had levels. talked a few weeks ago about in general times, normal times, what prices of these components were. That's not at all what I was seeing this weekend. So primers,
3: powders, you know, people think ammo, obviously. Oh, well, times are good. I'm going to buy a bunch of this ammo. And even if you don't reload primers, brass, bullets, especially in popular calibers, um, powder, all of that is, you know, do your research on what, you know, what, what brass, what primers, what powder, what bullets are used in popular calibers and buy that stuff. Even if you see it on the shelf in good times and put it up
0: yep uh now this will probably be you guys will know a lot more about this than I will but Jacob says if somewhere were to reload brass like 30 six at factory loads would that come out to about equal to what a factory made box would he's talking price wise um if you were going to reload at factory loads would that what would the price comparison be what do you guys right
3: think? now who right now who knows in normal times no it would be it would be cheaper for sure
0: yeah yeah um west and we saw Wes uh had dinner with Wes. he came in and had dinner for the saturday night as well we always see west out there it's good seeing him again and um he said anyone see hickok he th- he didn't see him but he was there yeah we saw hickok matter of fact um so buck buck and i were downstairs and i saw a guy and i kind of made a comment i think to buck And I said, man, that looks like Hickok if he was not, if he had a really bad night. I mean, he was frail, kind of hunched over, just didn't look good. I said, that looked like Hickok if he had a really bad night, you know, and didn't think anything about it. And then uh, about an hour or so, we were outside smoking, and and Clover's like, hey, did you see Hickok? And I was like, well, is he here for sure? And he goes, yeah, he's here. And. And I said, well, was he wearing like a hat and like a, you know, and we were talking about jean jacket and a hat and all that. And I was like, yep, that, that was him. And I said, I didn't think it was him. He looked terrible. Um, he looked frail. I mean, uh, he did not look like the Hickok that I remember from a couple years ago, at least. Um, I don't know if he was sick, if he was just tired. I mean, he's not young. We know that. And, and a lot can happen in two years. But, yes, I saw Hickok. I didn't think it was him at first. I didn't know it was him until about an hour later because I was like, "That ah, looks like him, but it's not him." It was him, so I was kind of shocked to shocked to see. I don't know. For me, we it was, also he, seen he didn't we also seen like
3: Barry's him. twin again too.
0: Seen we him. did see Barry's twin again. I think it was the same guy we saw a few years yeah. ago. He uh, was down there by he was over there, uh, by Rods. It was a couple of tables over. Him, I think. Yeah, yeah we were, yeah we saw him. Yeah, yep. yeah. Barry was Barry's doppelganger was there for sure uh got to see two gun kitty this weekend it was nice to see him and meet him yeah. um he said first he said the gun show was worst place to buy components uh right. bass and shields have been his go-to for reloading yeah i i know a lot of people um use shields um a lot of people have said that that's a pretty good source to get reloading stuff i wouldn't know i've never done it so. Um, So, yeah, I was good to see him. I got to see saw two guns, saw Wes. Mr. Wright was there, and he had a buddy with him. Uh, It was nice to see. It's been a few, couple years, two or three years since we've seen Wright. Uh, It was good to see him again. Um, So I want to go to Rod now and kind of transition this to the vendor side because none of us have the experience. Um, And I know that you don't have any experience to draw on from other shows, but as a vendor um how i would like to kind of get some information from you is how how was it in the the months leading up to Maker dealing with them making sure that the communication back and forth i know that the communication can be interesting for clover for the media side but for you as a vendor was it communication getting everything reserved and telling where your table was and all of that how was that and then also now leading into the show as a vendor what did you think of wannamaker
5: okay the first the communication getting set up and confirmed that was easy simple that was clean they sent us our stuff no that was very easy they were very on top very much on top of that
4: okay
5: we didn't have a problem there um matter of fact i even got a call from a lady after i signed up got my thing in had the check was already in the mail before they even got the check, she called and she goes, I've got a note here with this name and phone number. Did, was I supposed to call you or I said, no, I'm already done, but they weren't sure. So they just called to make sure. So that part was very good.
0: Nice. Nice.
5: And as far as the vendor part being there, um, it was actually what I thought it was going to be. Okay. You know, you would think that from the small shows we do of you typically three to 400 tables that we would just kill it at a big show like that. But like I told Shelly, we talked about the problem with us going down there is now we become a very small fish in a huge in pond. A
0: huge pond. Yeah. Yeah.
5: At home, we're a local company and we're the only one. Sure.
4: And
5: yeah, we sell a lot better. We actually make more sales at home at gun shows, make more money on the weekends doing them there. But yeah. I had nothing taken away from the little shows. They're just not as cool as Wanamaker was though. But
0: yeah, we did you, all right yeah.
5: though. I'm not saying we didn't do all right. We did. Yeah. We did all right.
3: So it's also that's a an reason.
0: Yeah, go ahead. It's also a go reason
3: ahead. to go to the largest gun show in the world and then ride it off, too.
4: <laughs>
0: this is true. Yeah,
3: right.
5: Exactly. So no, I'm not yeah. not at all disappointed in how we did.
0: And, and that's an interesting thought process that you know most consumers don't think about is yes you're going to the largest gun show in the world and you like you said you go to a local gun show it might be four to five hundred tables this is four to five thousand tables um and it's one of those maybe even more you know depends on the show but yeah you're talking about you can stand out in a 400 table show but you're one of many thousands of tables at this thing and you may not get the traffic that's i didn't even think about that but yeah you might not you might get less traffic at watermaker than you would at a smaller gun show
5: because we're just another another table with a with a good looking woman and a troll sitting there selling products you know so i mean nothing special
0: yeah yeah, Two-Gun Kitty says, I- I'm used to uh, big local gun shows, 800 to 1,000 tables. You don't realize how big Wanamaker is. And it's not just the tables, the amount of tables. We're talking the space it takes up, 11 acres under one roof. And when you walk in for the first time, you're like, oh my <laughs> this is massive the building's massive you know well the
5: the problem with being a vendor though was the annoying awkward people that try to move in when you're doing an interview with somebody huh snob you know so yeah you have that
0: now shelly says that we have found out that we missed the excitement friday morning rod can fill you in so what happened that you missed on friday morning? oh
5: yeah before we all got there um the guy that had the table by us the guns, he went Friday morning and bought a gun from another guy. Yeah. That he knew a twenty-two rifle. I guess it yeah. was. It was all the um. He had the tie through the trigger, whatever you're doing. Had everything on there. He's walking down the hallway with it, and that tie thing slipped and hit the trigger. of the well, and the gun went off. and There was a round in it.
0: Oh, I hadn't. I didn't hear about that. Oh yeah. my gosh!
5: And I don't know who yeah, was involved in it, but they went back and looked at some video and saw that you could honestly. He goes, you could actually tell that he didn't from the video. He didn't pull the trigger. He wasn't playing with it. He yeah. didn't put the rounds in he, the gun. And he, and he
0: didn't load it. it so yeah. yeah.
5: And then he didn't load it because they have video. They could. They were able. To he, pick he, up you on can't the video.
0: check it because they got it tied off. You can't check it. You know. Yeah,
5: and I guess he wished he'd have done that, but. I guess the vendor got kicked out. So they removed him that morning.
0: I know that there was an ND. It was about three or four years ago. Maybe it was five years. Maybe our first year there, there was an ND that someone shot the ground or something. Remember that Clovis they were telling us about that?
5: Yeah. yeah, this one didn't. And I guess I did. He told Shelly about the story that she was telling me. And I talked to him about a lot of other stuff. he
0: did go up or me. Luckily, didn't kill right into the
5: floor. He was holding it down. The the
0: floor, okay. down.
5: That's what he told Shelly. He said, I'm glad there wasn't a lot of people down. And I at least had the muzzle pointed at the floor.
0: I bet you he was scared shitless. Oh,
5: he told Shelly it just scared the holy living shit out of him. He thought he was scared. He didn't
0: know what happened. Holy cow. Now, Lance out there says, Is that TJ or Tim McGraw on the panel next to Ghosts? Don't get that's him, him. To get the big head. Don't get, don't get him not get the big head. <laughs> TJ says, I'm much better looking than Tim McGraw. I know.
1: God. It's a <laughs> control.
0: You, you, wouldn't mind, you wouldn't mind his money, though.
5: Who says I don't have it?
0: This is true. This is true. I
5: think he has it. He does.
0: He does, too. <laughs> he, this dude was wearing wingtip shoes all weekend to walk around Wanamaker. That's classy. There the, there the, might, whole, that's
5: the whole working man thing is a scam. He's just trying to throw Definitely. people off. Definitely. It, you guys didn't know his rich uncle died several years ago and left him like thirty million dollars. Oh, like $27. Oh, 27 twenty seven. Let's
0: not exaggerate here. <laughs> <laughs>
5: the working man is a is a is BS. He's just throw, trying to throw people off. He's
4: trying to throw I the like, IRS. Like, off. I like to
5: dress homeless
1: every day, and then when I go out, I dress up nice.
0: <laughs> let's uh, let's go through the room. Rod, what was the coolest thing you saw all weekend at, at Wanamaker?
5: I, God, I don't know. Um, okay. I really don't. But I, I did like, I saw some of the little cannons and stuff, I thought those were cool.
0: Yeah, yeah um, those are cool.
5: I would like to have one of them little ones on my desk and shoot it off every once in a while in the house. The blank, I, would. I think that'd be fun.
0: Sure, that's a whole different meaning to a desk desk pop, <laughs> yeah,
5: exactly. <laughs> It's a
0: desk room. <laughs> I just thought
5: all of it was cool to me. It was all pretty cool. It was, it was neat to see that many young people buying and selling stuff in one building together. It was kind of cool. Yeah,
0: that's something that you mentioned in in our little. We did a an little interview. That'll be coming out here in the next couple of days. But uh, you said you know the coolest one of the coolest things that you noticed was where was that many people in one place. It was like America. I mean, it was like, you know, it was these gun people were there. Um, we were making statements all weekend that there's a good chance between the security and everything that was there. That building very well could have been one of the safest places to be in America this weekend. And That, um,
5: that is something I did like, though. Those guys, they're on top of it with their security. They really are. Yeah. yeah. So I was paying attention, looking around, and they really are on top of that. Mm-hmm. which is kind of nice to know
0: except for friday morning apparently
5: well no they were on top of that too. <laughs> no,
0: i'm just joking
5: apparently they were quite on top of that one
0: i'm sure they were
5: but you couldn't be an, was, you couldn't be an idiot in there and it wouldn't last but a second or two and people would be all over you
0: oh yeah absolutely no doubt no doubt jacob wants to know what wingtip shoes are uh, now understand that jacob's like 23 24 years old so uh yeah he probably doesn't know what we google. google it google it that's uh, what most of us grew up wearing um with you know suits and all that yeah and some people walk around make her walk 11 miles a day with them on so yeah
5: yeah some people are reflexing too so when you when you buy good ones they're just like wearing sneakers
0: Johnson and Murphy are. I own Johnson. They're they're my, some of my favorite shoes. I still would not walk around Wanamaker or Shot Show with them on. Now, if you wear them during Shot Show, you, you and I are going to have issues.
1: Oh, I'm going to. I'm, bring, I'm bring
0: <laughs> absolutely nuts. Absolutely nuts. Uh, Buck, bring you in. Doesn't have to be a firearm. But what was if, if one thing stands out in your mind? What was the coolest thing you saw at Wanamaker this weekend?
2: Uh, quickly, we got our Philly steak cheese sandwich.
0: Roy hooked us up. I'm not going to yeah. lie. Roy, Roy hooked us up.
2: No, um, Not really, nothing pops out in mind. Just everything was awesome, I thought. You know, just seeing every, a little bit of everything.
0: Yeah. Damn hat just kind of got weird on me. All right, it's all good. Well, there
2: uh, a yeah. Of rude people up there <laughs> though.
0: Uh, There was uh, at least one (laughs) right next to our table. Um, That guy, whatever. It is what it is. Um, Yeah, he just turned 24 in October. Jacob did. So, Um, yeah, most people were great. Uh, Most people were great. There's there's an asshole everywhere, though. Um, So that's what it is. Yeah, but I stayed Mm -hmm. in my own booth for the
4: most part. (laughs)
0: You 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 had Shelly there that kind of offset your assholeness. So <clears throat> we're just glad that Shelly was there. we we didn't give a shit if you were there all weekend. We just wanted to see Shelly, so
5: Yeah, that's all I've heard.
0: <laughs> you probably get that a lot, don't you? <laughs> uh TJ, coolest thing you saw. Like whether it was a gun or an exhibit, whatever. The
1: cool thing I like—I like, I, I like the—I uh, I actually went downstairs to the uh, the Ruger exhibit and I, uh, ch- I checked that out, and that was that was pretty cool to see all that stuff down there. Yeah, I'm am a big Ruger fan, anyways. But it was—I mm-hmm. I mean, like I went through and I was like, Chris was like, "What are you doing?" I was like, "Just go look at some jewelry or something." I'm gonna look at this for a little while. <laughs> I'll
0: be here. I'll be here a while. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Let me check it out. So I checked that out. That was that was neat. I mean, very. I mean. You know, when you see stuff you've never seen or yeah. you learn something, it's always neat.
0: Yeah. Uh, Clove, was there anything that stood out to you? I mean, you've been going a while, but there's always new stuff every show. But was there something that sticks yeah. out in your mind?
2: Yeah. Besides you know, the, the cannons. You, besides,
0: besides the cannons.
3: Well, the cannons are pretty regular, except for that really big one. That really big one that was mm-hmm. there was, was kind of new. I don't know I've ever seen one that big there. Um, mm-hmm. But... As far as, you know, you, you see things, yeah, you see things that you have never seen before, regardless of how many times you go. Um, mm-hmm. And it's so big, and there's so many guns there. You know, i seen something that I, I didn't know even existed. i seen a double barrel, side-by-side, hammer-fired fired twenty
0: two. Oh, I thought like, you were telling me about that. Yeah, I never even heard and of I something never, like that.
3: And it did not have a price, yeah. and so I looked at it, I did not have my... My magnifier glass was a light, so I couldn't look for markings or anything like that on it. It was definitely old. Uh and I was like, whoa, that is just weird. Uh and I just walked away because it was like I no telling how much it probably <laughs> right. once again
0: it, it, it comes back. If if you've never seen it before, yeah. you don't even know it existed, yeah. Probably can't afford yeah. it. <laughs> but I'm
3: thinking, oh my gosh, a hammer fire <laughs> double <laughs> barrel. Like, really? Um so that that as far as a gun, one thing that I that I it's the first time I think I've seen it at that show, and I suspect we'll start seeing it more and more in the future. Was the guy that had the three D printer?
0: Oh yeah, with all, sure.
3: with all of the stuff, and I did buy some stuff from him, and I yeah, think
0: Buck, Buck awesome. got something from him as well. Yeah,
3: I think that's officially given me the bug to probably come Black Friday if there's a good deal by three D printer. Uh, But that's the first time I'd seen anybody actually set up. He had a 3D printer there and was running stuff all weekend, uh, which was kind of cool. As you know, and then he had all kinds of firearm related stuff and even non firearm related stuff. He had 3D printed out there Uh, and it was just a cool display of, of what all you can do with those. So he was even, you know, he, he had, you know, we all know about the gun parts and the different things you can print. And he had all kinds of stuff like that. He had printed. It was crazy. Of course, that kind of gets into, begs the question that you um, talked about, you know, earlier about trusting somebody's reloads. Would you trust somebody's 3D prints? That's a whole other question, right? If it's a firearm part, right? Like a receiver or a, a whatever, you know. I never thought about that. that. Yeah.
0: You know, that that's, that is something that I would have to know them personally. I'd have to trust them. If we're talking like a receiver, you know, a lower or 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 something like that, I would definitely need to know them. Um, Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't. If I didn't know them personally and 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 had at least know people that have used their lowers or you know frames or whatever before, I I probably wouldn't. Honestly, Um, you know. Once again, we're talking difference between a a three printed gun display versus something that's gonna make go a tiny explosion six inches from your face a little bit different story there you know mm-hmm. so I probably wouldn't I don't know what, what do you guys think would you guys trust a 3d printed lower if you didn't know who it was
1: That'd be, it would definitely no. depend on the part you know like uh, well that's
4: true had, too yeah,
1: yeah uh, display no problem you know no, nothing that had to do with the actual you know the receiver probably um, yeah you know, receiver parts
0: Maybe like a swivel, sling, a, a sling swivel, or some something, maybe. But nothing's going to actually make the firearm work. Yeah.
5: So, TJ, what are you saying? If I 3D printed you a barrel, you wouldn't trust it and try it? Uh, no. Love you, man. A but
0: barrel? <laughs> maybe for a BB gun, you know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, you don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It, it, I'd have to know them. I'd have to know them very well, and, and not only know them, but know people that have used their stuff without fail. And then I'd still,
4: yeah,
0: you know, I don't know. Maybe you know, maybe. Um, yeah, the the three guy. You know, I know that you you got some stuff. I know Buck got uh, something from the three D print. I'm assuming he was the same guy. Was it not Buck? Yeah, me and Clover bought them at the
2: same time.
0: Okay. Oh yeah. So yeah. yeah. Now we were talking, Clover, and and we were talking, um, you know, people were talking about and I don't know if it was you, but I think it was at dinner Saturday night, they were talking about three D printing or whatever. And they said that most people think that 3D printing is like taking a block of plastic and shaving it to make the part and it's the absolute opposite of that, correct?
3: Right, correct. They they see it as a meal, right? Because that's what that's how you meal something. Uh, if you take a block and you mill it to into whatever yeah. you want uh yeah 3d printer is it literally prints the you know uh prints the plastic or
0: whatever it is yeah the plastic into this, yep. the form yeah yep.
4: yep
0: that's pretty cool so uh starting january 1 you can probably get all your 3d printed uh gear uh he's knowing clover he's gonna figure out a way to 3d print some um some tobacco pipes what do you bet what do you mm, bet mm, clover mm. tag branded pipes that would yep. be kind of cool
1: that'd be cool ooh yeah,
0: you only, I only would, want eighty percent of your earnings on those so,
3: so here's the <laughs> thing I don't know what kind of temperatures they'll they'll withstand there would definitely yeah, need to be know. some inserts going on. Or, or some
0: coating inside of it. Sure, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah.
3: yeah, but yeah, that's a thought, man. That I'm wouldn't like be, that
0: that wouldn't would be too like expensive that. to coat it with something, though.
3: Yeah, there's going to be some stuff. I'm going to definitely come up with some foot accessories for sure. For shotguns <laughs> and other things. I just don't know what.
0: He's going to start making his own maybe a uh, Maybe a,
3: a sling swivel mounted Copenhagen, Copenhagen can holder or something. You're all gonna get keychains, <laughs>
0: right? No, that could be cool though. Uh, doing like dog tag keychains or something with a 3D printer that could be kind of cool, you know. Basically, and the cool thing of, and I don't know i have never done it, but I understand about the 3D printers like community is they're kind of like other other community. There's people that are into that. They have forums. They have Facebook groups. And they have like designs they share, like, hey, anyone, I'm looking for this kind of design for something like this. Oh, yeah, check this website, or here's my design. And it's a pretty, pretty big sharing community of, of design. So that's kind of cool. I mean, that's a whole new community that you probably enjoy getting involved in, you know?
3: Oh, yeah. I need, definitely need another community to get involved in for sure. <laughs>
0: exactly. <like> <laughs> I mean, you know. All you do is sit around do nothing all day. I mean, it's not oh, like you do any video creation or I mean like you have 17 YouTube channels. So I mean, you know, just trying to find time to waste some time a day, you know, might as well do it. Exactly. <laughs> and between pies,
5: five.
0: He'll have a three, three D printing channel before too long on YouTube, I promise you. Promise you.
4: Probably. I mean, it,
0: Yeah, and he's gonna be doing some uh, cool woodworking stuff possibly in the near future, too. So there's two more CloverTech channels coming to YouTube. At least uh, two. Yeah, at least two.
1: Watch it. You have to start waking up earlier. (laughs)
0: Yeah, you can't can't get that 12 to 14 hour sleep anymore. No, no. (laughs) Sure, I can't. Calaveras. Now, Calaveras. You know, he, he's a weird pipe smoker, too. But he said a branded pipe would be cool. Might be the, for display only. Yeah, I mean, it could be for display only. But that could be that could be like a, a, a Patreon perk or something for you or something, you know? Throw
1: a brass insert in that. Go over top of it. You'd be all right.
0: Yeah, I think you could do it very easily. Yeah. I mean, you know, because you could put your logo or whatever and do all that. But inside of the actual bowl... Do whatever you need to do to smoke it, but that'd be kind of a cool thing because you could have hardly anything into the actual pipe frame itself because it's plastic. You know, you might have a buck or two into that, whatever you use to fill it, but that that would be kind of cool. Like, you know, if, if,
1: you, if you do it and it's zombie green, I'm in.
0: Ooh, a zombie green corn cob, I'm in. Like you know, you make the pipe out of the the the, the plastic or whatever, but you like get some corn cob and like glue it around the outside to make it look like a corn cob, and then the, everything else the stem. I don't even know what it's called, but the the
3: well, stem of it. Well, why would green? you? just? Oh, yeah. Well, just print. You could print it. You could three D print it where it'd be rough like corn cob, and then three D yeah. print the stem in a different color. Yeah, uh, I'm thinking you can make them where they're usable though. I'm I'm seriously thinking that you can find some. Inserts of some sort.
4: Yep.
1: I mean, that's how I mean that's how they do the polymer lowers. I get the brass insert in them. I mean, you'd probably do the same thing with the pipe. I mean, you probably do. You could probably even do an aluminum insert. I mean, depending on temperature,
3: a a a ceramic is probably going to be the better way to go. There you go. But
0: is that going to be more expensive?
3: Um, yeah. I don't, I don't. I don't even know. Yeah, I don't. I don't even know. To be start, I mean. Just get you a kiln and just do one more channel pottery. But you can also do it. But I mean, it's there's a bunch of different. There's a bunch of different ways and a bunch of different things that you could use for sure. So yeah, yeah, yeah. By the yeah, way,
0: this is officially as, as Jeff likes to call it. This is the shit shooting portion of the show.
4: It's off the rails at this point. Yeah, yeah but it's
0: fun. This is. I think this is what <laughs> it's people like. This, this is this is what people like. You know, we're we're, we're having discussions. We're not afraid to go down rabbit holes as long as it's a fun a fun discussion and um, yeah a rich saying out there thin filament essentially electrically electronically welded into whatever shape is programmed into the machine yeah so that could yeah i don't know but i'm sure that you would be able to figure it out but yeah i mean like a pipe that's that's something cool like a clover tag branded pipe would be kind of cool you know
1: i mean i think i think who was it Bowers made a 3d printed Suppressor,
3: didn't they? Oh, yeah. That's that's I, I, I so wish suppressors would come off the NFA, and that is why. Um, or no, not even necessarily, honestly, or not even necessarily, not even necessarily come off the NFA, right? Just if there wasn't any long wait, you know, yeah. even if you, they just said, Hey, you can pay the, as long as you pay the tax, you can do it. Um, I would form one, a 3D, especially 22 suppressor in a heartbeat because they're, well,
0: and no a plastic suppressor, honestly. Aside no, from twenty two, honestly, metal, how many shots would you think you can get out of that?
1: Not many. Not it, was, yeah. it was a metal, it was a metal polymer or something or
3: whatever. And even well, if, and you, if even you put on a metal,
0: a, or the plastic over, I don't know, a fill, I don't know, I just, I can't imagine them outside twenty two being very, yeah. very long lasting.
3: Well, but but on, even on a twenty two, if you're talking semi auto and you're shooting very fast, uh, it's yeah. the the whole point is the heat. The heat is what's going to be problematic. Yeah. Because yep. the, the the filament, the polymer, the whatever you're using, even if it's a higher temp stuff, it's going to heat up. And as it heats up, what does plastic do? It droops, it warps, it melts, it, and the next thing you know, you're getting baffle strikes, right? So it would have to be on, on a FUD-22. It would have to be on a single shot bolt action, something yeah. you're shooting slower. But it totally would work.
2: Just like the one I just bought? Would that
3: work? Yeah, not, not so much. <laughs>
0: oh you're 22 I was like what what did you just buy oh you're 22 yeah probably not (laughs) Uh, yeah probably not
2: oh I forgot to tell you that guy said it was 10 round magazines they're 28 they're 28 rounds both of them
0: why did he say they were 10
2: because one of them you pull it back and it gets hung up a little bit
0: (laughs) You gotta love idiots (laughs) Yeah, He was like, I'm sorry, man. I've got two magazines with this thing, but they're both 10-rounders. And I was like, what? So they're 28-rounders? Good. There you go. That's awesome. Well, I'm glad you didn't go and buy a couple 22LR AR mags then because you don't need them.
2: If I would have found one of those uh, ones like I bought, I would have.
0: Oh, well, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Buck got tell you what buck raided the black rain ordinance uh, swag shop this weekend
2: yeah i
0: did <laughs> they have some really cool stuff they really do we're looking forward to saw clint and ryan there this weekend i'm looking forward to seeing them really happy for them because they um, they're moving up to the big floor this year from the dungeon um they uh, they actually had an opportunity to get over to Caesars now that Caesars is opening up to part of shop shot. uh, They got, they were one of the first ones to get over to Caesars. And the cool thing about that is they were going to be able to choose their location in Caesars and then that be their permanent location. And they did that. And then uh, I think he said Tuesday or Wednesday of last week, they get a call from NSSF and said, um, And I think that was going to be like a 20 by 40 booth in the Caesars. He says, we've got like a 40 by 50 spot opening up right between Beretta and Glock on the main floor. Do you want it? And he said, there is no way, even though we could have picked our spot at Caesars, he said, we were a little apprehensive of who was going to be able to walk over to Caesars. People remember that we're over at Caesars. He says, but we're between glock and beretta on the main floor and and it's not like it's a one-year thing it was like hey we got this for this year do you want it for this year it was this opened up it is yours if you want it and they said yeah we want it so they're going to be on the main floor between glock and beretta if nothing else, there's going to be a shit ton of foot traffic in that area, so good for them. They said they're having to redo their whole new – because it's about three times the size of their booth in the dungeon. And you guys, Clover and TJ, you've seen their booth in the dungeon. It, they had a nice setup in the dungeon, but it's now they have to redo everything. They said it's going to be awesome, so I'm really um, – really awesome did they get into Sig spot no they didn't get it sig had one of the largest real estate plots at shot show uh now that being said they might have taken sig spot and, and broken into four different big ass booths but no this wasn't Sig spot because sig wasn't between glock and beretta if i remember i think it was down a little bit more yep. uh down there by smith wesson and wesson and by safari land if i'm not mistaken am i right yeah, about that? Yeah, it was federal and right all that, that area. And yeah. And all of yeah. yeah. Uh but Sig had one of the largest real estate in shot. So uh for this year only, there's no telling what they're gonna do with it. They're gonna get it used, I'm sure, but they might make that into three or four different booths just for this one year, assuming SIG comes back next year. But yeah, Sig's booth is enormous. Um you could probably put Beretta and Glock and Walther. I wouldn't say Smith & Wesson. Smith & Wesson's pretty big. Uh, but you can put two or three of them together and probably not get the size of SIG's booth because they spent a ton of money. You're muted, TJ. Yeah, I
1: know. The, the the Glock booth isn't isn't that big. I mean, no. It's pretty big, but it's not. And you do that one. Yeah, probably Beretta. Yeah, Probably at least four.
0: Mm-hmm. It should massive. Over there. CG because CZ is a smaller one. I want to say, big. but it was Safari, right it was Safari Land's booth is massive as well. But I think even it's smaller than SIGS. Yeah, it's close. It's close. Safari Land's got a massive booth, but I think it's probably I think SIGS is bigger than Safari Land. It's close. Right. It's about the same size.
1: It's, it's one of the biggest over. There. Yeah, when you go over, you can't miss it. You're like, am I out of SIG yet? No, no. You go.
0: <laughs> yeah. Been walking, walking for 10 far. minutes. Yeah. 10 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> um, Calaveras is Sig not at Shot Show. No, SIG pulled out of Shot Show this year. So
4: there you go. Um, there you go.
2: Hey, do y'all think that uh Shot Show is gonna turn out to be like uh Tulsa?
0: As far as what?
2: As far as people going and stuff. Probably. I
0: I don't think it's going to be skeleton crew uh, as far as people going. I will say that there are a lot of people that I know that aren't going because of proposed uh, face covering stuff, uh, what you have to do on planes and all of that. Um, So, so, yeah. Do I I think it's going to be, you know, instead of 85,000, it might be 50,000. It's still going to be a big show. The great thing about that is, bring it on because that's just good for me and everyone else. that is going to be there. It's going to be a better show for the people that did decide to go. That's just so, my opinion.
3: So interestingly enough, and, uh, and
0: I was going to plug that, but go ahead. And yeah.
3: also a plug: I will have um, the NSSF on the podcast Thursday, so be looking for that live at what two thirty Eastern, uh, or you know, in replay. Uh, With that being said, I can tell you now some companies that are 100% absolutely committed to shot at this point, which is Beretta, Browning, Daniel Defense, Davidson's Federal Ammunition, Fiocchi, FN, Glock, Hornady, Kimber, Leupold, Stevens, Lipsy's, LWRC, Magpul, Mossberg, Nation's Best Sports, North American Arms, Remington, Ruger, Smith & Wesson, Springfield, and Winchester, all 100% committed. So there you go. Yeah. For those naysayers that go, oh, since Sig pulled out, all these other people are pulling out. Well, those are all committed. So. Yeah. Well, when you uh, have him on your show,
5: Derek Clover, kind of sweet talk him into just giving us a little booth for free. If you do that for I, me, I
3: appreciate I'll try. it. i don't mind. It don't hurt to ask, right? <laughs>
4: <laughs>
0: just, just take uh, a so I just
3: got a text. You can have Hickok's spot. Uh, on the uh, second floor east side bathroom, if you, if you want it, Rod, <laughs> there you go.
0: <laughs> and, and you know, know, you know, know what that bathroom. means. Uh, we, can, we can have a discussion. Um, <laughs> yeah, we can have that discussion on what that means with the bathroom in Hickok. So it is what it is. Um, I, I, I have a friend of mine um, that texted me a, a week or two ago and was saying that he wasn't going to go because of possible tracking information and all that. And I was like, bro, they've been tracking for a couple of years now. And most, I mean, it's not just SHOT Show. It's most shows now, conventions do that because they're able to give analytics to companies of where foot traffic is, how many people stop by your individual booth. That stuff's important. Um, so and there's there's some... I'm not saying misinformation. There might be misunderstood information. Yes, we're going to be tracked at SHOT Show. We have been for the last two or three years. Um, But that's for analytics for the vendors. If you don't want it, I'm sure you could probably pull that chip out of your badge. Just saying. I don't know that. I'm just saying that it's not like it's a permanent thing. It's a piece of paper with a chip in there. I'm sure you could probably figure out a way to take that. they're
5: They're injecting them into your arm this year.
0: Yeah, that's right. That's it. You got to get another shot. Yeah. (laughs) Now he's like, I ain't going. (laughs) One
5: shot is the vaccine. The other shot's the chip. You'll be okay.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, So I've I've said this from the very beginning, and I'll say this uh, every year. Some people just don't like shot. I get it. I I, I do. I, I can understand why a lot of people don't like shot. It's cool. I love shot. I love everything about shot. If shot is happening, I don't care at what capacity. For me, it sounds, and this might piss some people off, it is worthwhile to me to have to go put a face covering in when you walk through the door of shot because there's no way they're going to force it over fifty, sixty thousand 60,000 people. They might put their signs up. They might even put the, the, the recording being played over the loudspeakers, but there's no way they're going to force face coverings. To me, it's worth putting a face covering on my face when I walk in a door to be at Shot. It may not be for some people. I I get that and I don't judge him. Um we all in this room have a very good friend that may not go because of that reason and I would hate to not see him uh at Shot show because of that. That's his prerogative. For me, if Shot show's happening, I'm there. That's just the way I feel about I love Shot show, so uh and, and I know a lot of people don't and that's cool. Um i I, shot show is my favorite week of the year i look forward to shot show i'll put you this way i get about six hours sleep a night the week leading up not during shot show the week leading up to shot show i get very little sleep because i'm freaking fired up and usually it's clover tack and i are on the phone till three in the morning just being like little kids about shot show um but that's just um it's what it is but yeah i, I love shot If i'll be there and clover it is nice two things one it is great to hear some of the well the mount rushmore of companies in our industry um and the big dogs in our industry that are 100 percent committed to shot show that means they're committed to the industry Once more importantly, that means they're committed to the NSSF. And we've had this discussion a lot. Most people in our community don't truly understand what all the NSSF does for the industry slash community. And I think they're getting ready to find out Thursday in your podcast. But the NSSF is extremely important to the industry and to our community and culture. Uh, that people may not even realize so i'm looking forward to you said 230 eastern is that correct
4: correct yeah
0: yeah okay looking forward to that um were you gonna say something tj go ahead
4: no yeah, no yeah. well, I, I, well, I saw I, you I,
0: I saw you unmute. so i didn't know
1: i'll be i'll be a shot I'm, I'm going regardless like i said it's uh you know i missed it last year where you know i think it's you know it's one of, it's one of the biggest shows we need to go you know, regardless yep. of those, you know a little stipulation is fine, but like I agree, they're not they're not going to be able to enforce crap. Really, I don't think. I don't
0: no. even think they're going to try to enforce it. I mean, they just right. had what SEMA that was there last week. Was it last week or two weeks ago? And that's like the biggest show in Vegas. It's,
1: it's for for some people though. It's still it's still you know it's still a great monetary and time investment to where they're like no, well, no if doubt. I, if I take that chance, I you know and and it happens, I'm stuck in Vegas and you know so you know I, I see it, but for me it's like. You know, my play
0: tickets are like 120 bucks. What do I care? Um, now, Crystal says she can't wait to go. So, uh, we were talking this weekend about you were trying to talk her into it. <laughs> Apparently, she said she's going. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I was talking with Snob about this this weekend, and he said that uh, Jeremy from Wild West Guns and they're there in Vegas, but they also throw a, a, a party that he and Obnoxious Sarge and Gary went to. I, mean, maybe, I think maybe even TJ and Jeff might have gone to that. I'm not, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm not sure. But he talked to Jeremy and said that it's 100% happening this year, so much that he's already ordering food for the party. So there you go. Yeah. I mean, it, it's the unfortunate thing is, is I was talking to the guy at the Leathernet Club last week a little bit, and I sent him a message who owns Leathernet Club. That's where the Marine Party is. And I said, hey, just checking in, are you guys going to have the Marine Party? And he says, Probably not in the official capacity with the sponsors uh, because the main sponsor isn't coming to shot this year, but he says they'll be hanging out. There'll be a lot of Marines, there, but it, there won't be the official sponsored Marine party unless someone in the next two months, which very easily could happen, uh, steps up to that sponsor, but there, there'll still be the Marine party that happens. It just won't be in the, at the grand scale. So that was a little disappointing, but hopefully uh anyone out there is listening to this if you're not that they are but if anyone's out there listening that's going to be at shot that has a company maybe you if you've got marines that are your employees or whatever that might be something you call the leathernet club and and if you're willing to to donate some money to sponsor the marine party it's a blast um um, so that might be something you look into that'd be kind of cool but yeah um But, yeah, all right, so we're coming up on the two-hour mark. It's been great. Rod, I want to get you um, any closing comments and remarks about this past weekend, and then I also want to give you a few minutes to go ahead and and plug uh, your products, any websites and all that, and I'll be throwing links out there while you're doing that.
4: Yeah,
5: uh, no remarks. Um, Maybe since I see snobs in the comment at some point, ask him about his his annoying little interview, but – other than that we're good um i guess i think we can be found at um, um we it's not going to be huge news coming up soon but we got something i'm pretty i think is pretty dang cool that we'll be before too long announcing to do with our products so um other than that not a whole lot to Dude, just, it's getting to be close to be Christmas time, people. We have some awesome Christmas gifts.
0: So. Field kit is well worth a, a, a gift for Christmas, for sure. Uh, I know that you, you see, this is the great thing is you had Wanamaker this weekend, but traveling to Wanamaker and traveling from Wanamaker back home, there was a lot of business on the road. That you were having to conduct, which I think is, it wasn't just this weekend. This whole probably last 10 days was a, it was a work trip for you because you had to stop by, see different people, and yeah. hopefully some deals were made. So that's good.
5: Yeah, plus got to see some friends and stuff. Also, yeah. I know I put something up on Instagram earlier, but I just want to do it again. So is everybody on here, and there's some in the chat, everybody there that was we met, supported us. We thank you guys so much. We appreciate that and more than you'll know how cool it was. It was kind of cool for you guys to come and interview us too. whether you ever show the interviews and they were so stupid, it really get <laughs> gathered attention. People are looking, who the hell are these guys that they keep getting interviewed? Yeah. So
0: that's, yep. that's, that's part of it. Um, no joke. Um, so this was, who was the first year we went 2017, 2016, something like that. Um, We went as media and like the next show, I think like in November. And so the next April, there were a couple booths that literally set up a camera on a tripod out in front of their booth, not filming anything, but had the camera and tripod because like you said, people were walking by seeing a camera and a tripod doing interviews. Like they stop and say, well, what's going on here? There there are booths that put a camera and tripod in front of their booth to make it look like they're I mean it well, was just but that's the thing I mean no matter what show you go to whether it's NRA shots or whatever you see a bunch of cameras in front of a booth and yeah I mean well does, I don't know questions
5: and I don't know if anything will come of it I'm just gonna throw this out there but I don't know if that was the reason but after these interviews took place all of a sudden one of the gentlemen from Dirk and Tactical across the aisle came over to talk to us yep so I think kind of got their attention like what? What are these hillbillies doing? Let's go take a look. You
0: know, so, Stacy's a little butthurt. Said that Rod called me a Karen.
5: Well, don't jump out of a car after you've been speeding and act like a Karen.
0: So sometimes the truth hurts, Stacy. <laughs> just saying. What
5: you get for eyeing me. Exactly.
4: <laughs>
5: but I am disappointed that it wasn't really a Karen because I was so excited there for a second or two. I thought this is going to be a hell of a show. Let's go.
0: Yep um awesome i I think defense dad said he finally hit a thousand does that mean you hit a thousand subs that's awesome congratulations and i think roll call over the weekend hit a thousand subs as well so congrats to both of those guys uh keep doing awesome work and i promise you the more subs you get, it kind of feeds on itself. So it won't take you near as long to get the next thousand, but just keep being consistent. You guys are doing great work back. Yeah, congratulations. Devil D appreciate you doing all the stuff that you do, man. Congrats. It's awesome.
5: Well, with awesome. that being awesome. said, I don't, I'm not a YouTuber. Don't have a YouTube channel, but we yeah. sure could use some more followers on our Instagram, Instagram channel. That's for sure. I'm just saying, you know,
0: well, so- I put, I put your website <laughs> link out there. So I want everyone to do me a favor it's watching this live and replayer and podcast. Go to Instagram and just search Aegis Gun Care. It's A E G I S. Give them a follow, and if you feel, if you feel up to it, on one of their latest posts up there, just say "Go sent me" or whatever. Um, I don't care if you do that or not. Just go and follow him or him and, and Shelly on instagram facebook all of that but i think you you do you do quite a bit of work on instagram uh, more than facebook i think it automatically posts to facebook right
5: yeah i share most everything to the yeah. facebook but it's mainly i just mess with this instagram
0: yeah so go to instagram and, and and go ahead and follow aegis aegis gun care just search for it and it'll pop right up and uh, give him a follow. Absolutely. Uh, now Stacy <laughs> says I followed, even though he called me a Karen. I hear you. Uh, yeah, it was awesome to see you guys. It's been man, wait, I think it was, it was two or three years since we've seen each other yeah face to face. Since we have been all down at me and Clover. I know you guys were down at Charlie's. Um, it was way too long, and obviously we're gonna see a lot more of you. But uh, I'm really. Really happy for you. I know that the, that the last six months has been interesting, to say the least, between the move and the company and all that. But um, I, I know that you guys are going to be just fine. I, I, you guys are killing it. So um, congrats. On I appreciate
5: everything. it. And again. We, it, it, just really appreciate all the support. It's pretty awesome.
0: Well, you know, the great thing is, is everyone in this room knows you. But, you know, the great thing is when you've got a product that speaks for itself, and you wow. got people like you and Shelly that are just awesome, like salt of the earth people. It's pretty wait. easy to support that, wait. you know.
3: Wait, wait, wait. Okay, whoa, 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 whoa. I'm doing it all wrong. Where's the button that makes it speak for itself? <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, that, that's what you need. Okay, but
5: you know how good our, our products are. Very good. I okay. I'm biased as hell, but they're very good products. Our lube is incredible, and it's about to get better. So good i had a nice nice meeting the day after that's why i'm later getting home right now because i had a meeting after the day after wanamaker and things are about to get better
0: congratulations proud of you happy for you uh buck what's going on thanks for coming on and thanks for putting up with my ass all weekend but both driving and in the hotel room and all of that uh, i had fun as always my my friend uh tell people um there could possibly be a, a a name change coming down the pike for you but uh tell people what you've got going
2: on oh, well yeah it might be a name change coming up I just want to say it was nice meeting TJ and Crystal up there face-to-face. Yep. I've been talking to them I don't know how long on YouTube. And I want to say it was nice meeting Rod and Shelly up there, bunch of good people. And when I did get back, I did buy a couple more of those kits. So somewhere along the line, there might be a free giveaway going on on somebody's oh. chat once I get everything in.
0: Yeah, Buck's gonna be giving out field kits. I thought he said he bought some more tits, but I didn't. I thought I might have heard that wrong. But
5: and Buck, Buck, those will get sent out soon as I get back because my warehouse guy is horrible. He, he yeah, can't I'm be trusted. He's not dependable. He, he he needs to be fired. He's, he's, he's that guy.
2: Yeah I, <laughs> yeah, I figured that's what it was. So you know, I, I ain't in no big hurry. Just whenever you get back, you, you just be safe out there on the road.
4: Yep.
0: All I know is Bugs is if I don't get those by Wednesday, he's gonna start calling the owner and, and bitching and complaining about customer service. So
5: Yeah. That, um, she, she doesn't like being yelled at <laughs>
0: <laughs> No no. Yeah. Yeah, no, no. I I can see her uh not taking an ass chewing very very easily because she'd probably go give it right back to you that no, was great uh tj with uh beer report i mean a gear report uh i'm seriously y'all need to start doing a beer report section of that this week in beer report will be oh, awesome okay. but uh yeah it was great seeing you again buddy we'll see you in a couple months it's been well hell we didn't see you at shot in 2020 did we so it's been a couple years since yeah. we saw you i think um yeah you were at 2020 because you were driving me lot, out my ass around yeah you and jeff were my chauffeurs for range day yeah that's right yeah remember um yeah but yeah um i know that you've got a, a a shit ton going on that you're having to review but where are some of the stuff that people can look for in your report coming from you specifically in the next week or oh, two
1: i mean all kinds of stuff i got the uh the taurus raging hunter and 454 the taurus uh tx22 competition um the diamondback sidekick mm-hmm. That's kind of, i'm almost finished with that one um some mantis stuff uh a little bit of everything. I'm, I'm trying to get it knocked out here, so, you know. Try to clear out, clear out everything before a shot rolls in.
4: Yep.
0: <laughs> now you mentioned the um, that little uh, Diamondback sidekick. Yeah. Was that little uh, 22 revolver? It, to me, it looks like a Rough Rider. You know.
1: It's uh, so, I, I took a picture of a Rough Rider over there, and I was like, huh, pretty close.
0: Yeah. Now Clover calls me today. We were talking back and forth, and he said, "Did you get an email from Heritage?" And I was like, "No." You want to tell TJ what's getting ready to come out from Heritage?
3: Public on the air? Nope.
0: Okay, uh, we'll talk about it all fair then. All right. Um, just saying. Uh, yeah. Just saying. The reason why I brought that up is because we were talking about the Rough Rider, but uh, yeah, interesting.
3: Coming. Yeah. The sidekick's
4: side So I think it's
1: the end of this month. It comes out
3: fact, it's like, yeah. at the, at the like, like three hundred something. It's I mean, it's super reasonable. I'm in fact, to, I called my I called my FFL today, and I said, "Hey, when this comes in, because the guys there have a hot have a have a habit of when new guns come in, it just happens at the gun shop. They show it to everybody. Oh, look what so and so got or ordered. And I said, "Hey, this is embargoed until January the eighteenth. We cannot talk about this. Make sure that the guys." receive it log it in and put it in the safe
0: and, and they don't hand don't it don't let it, anyone see it Yeah.
3: don't hand it or show it to anyone but me so
0: yeah yeah pretty sweet uh yeah rich why i sent i sent this to clover uh Clover's not a big smith and Wesson semi-auto pistol guy but he's a big 10 millimeter and i said i sent him a text and i said did you see the press release from smith and Wesson?" he's like nope So I I forwarded on to him, Smith & Wesson is coming out with an M&P 10 millimeter, uh, and he says, well, I might actually be interested in an M&P now. (laughs) um, He's not saying he is interested. He's saying he could be, but it it took a 10 millimeter to get Clover to be maybe possibly interested in an M&P. So it does look pretty sweet. I'm not going to lie. It does look really good. About
3: time, right? Like,
0: yeah. Yeah right. Yeah, um, Clove, what you got going on? He's gonna have 17 more channels by holy the end of the year. But uh, I know right. He's gonna have oh. another website. I don't know if he's got enough, you know, storage on his website for all these I new know. channels.
3: Holy, it's crazy. So, um, man, I got a couple of cool things. I mean, we alluded to that. Nobody's gonna know until January 18th. But uh, you know, something really cool coming coming along that. This is the first time I've I've been offered something, and they say don't don't talk about it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so that's cool. Uh, possibly getting one of the sidekicks on, um, uh, that uh, TJ was talking about here before too long.
0: Y'all uh, need to have like a shooting contest on video, yeah, like a, think a collaboration.
3: Cool. We with both this thing. talking to TJ over the weekend. We both suck with single action hey, army. Man. Side, would destroy so, me. I, I could, yeah, I, I, yeah, I don't that yeah. not necessarily
0: anything outside of point blank, huh? But, uh, <laughs> um,
3: you know, I've got uh, uh as far as content mm-hmm. that dropped from the show, um, mm-hmm. today, earlier, so check it out when this ends. The uh, um, Silencer Central, uh, got over to their booth and talked with them a little bit. Uh, I've got uh, the interview with Rod probably dropping Friday, if I'm, if I'm guessing on that. It's all edited and ready to go. So that means that YouTube channel members and Patreon patrons have access right now. Wink, wink. Um, and then um, I've got a couple more videos. Going to try to get those out. Over the next week, I'm going to try to get everything from Tulsa out. Uh, and then to to follow up on that, I'd say you know talking about the show, yeah, it was, you know, I, I know we dogged on it a little bit at first. Those of us that have been multiple multiple times because it wasn't quite the same, but still, still the best good amazing, show <laughs> Yeah, and an amazing time, uh, a good weekend, uh, just all the way around. So you know, if it's you great to see everybody
0: chance, again, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, if
3: you have a chance sure. to make that show, make that show. Um, it's real easy to put it off and say, "Oh, I can't," or blah 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 blah. And if you ever make it, then you understand what we're talking about. And odds are you're going to be hooked and addicted, and you're going to be there every single time.
0: And the we're gonna, worst we're gonna, we're gonna drive one... over
3: in spring. Yeah. how oh, are you
0: really? Oh yeah. Just leave a couple of days ahead of time. Yeah. yeah.
3: Yeah,
1: yeah. We're gonna we'll stop we'll stop in New Orleans and then i will you know swing over there. That way make I, a that vacation way can, of it. Sure. That way I can bring stuff back too if I happen to buy something.
0: Mm-hmm. That's true. That's true. Yeah, the worst want to maker show is still gonna be. It's still gonna make any of your local gun shows look like nothing. So, oh, yeah. Um, yeah,
5: the building they yeah, have our gun. The building they have our gun show
3: in. You could put the whole building inside the want to maker.
0: Oh, easily, oh, yeah. I'm sure you could has. put
3: you could put four of the local one here. The big local one here. You could put four easily, easily in there. Well, ours is a big concert venue
4: and you you
0: probably could still put it in there yeah yeah um snob says even a bad gun show is good he still bought three guns you know and uh yeah yeah it's it's great uh as for us i think we're gonna have a video this weekend be dropping on the mantis blackbeard um i think next week after that i think i've got to get into that that academy i haven't um Everyone says the academy is great. The Manis Academy, so I'm looking forward to that. But uh, that'll be coming up. Obviously, sometime this week we'll have the Aegis Gun Care uh, interview from Wanamaker. The great thing about that interview is the first half of it is Rod eating, a stuffing his face with a sandwich or a burger of some sort. So uh, that's worth it just in itself um, to to see that. So. Um, yeah, uh, it was great seeing Stan again and, and his brother, the twin brother. We call him the twin brother. Uh, it was great seeing Stan again. Uh, congrats on the retirement. It was obviously great seeing Snob and Gizzard Gary and Obnoxious and um, Snob, Stacy Arminthia, uh, Mr. Wright, um, Two-Gun Kitty, Weston was there. I want to say we had what? I think we had sixteen. Was it sixteen we had at the dinner Saturday night? Yeah, I think the one we turned in was sixteen. Uh, I had a blast, you know. Um, you mean a Snobs <laughs> Gentleman Club? Snobs Gentleman Club. He he, the guy that met it rain. Um, Clover got on the horse this this time, so that was that was nice. Um, and and most importantly, many of us had Krispy Kreme. Dipped into a uh, frosty from Wendy's, uh, and as good as it sounds, I'm just gonna say it's even better in real life. It but is. you
5: know what? Yeah. One thing I'll add to that you said it was pretty good. I don't think it was quite as good as the cigar that I got from TJ, though.
0: Yeah, see, I'm not a cigar, so, but you, you guys were enjoying the cigar, so um,
1: yeah, TJ
4: hooked me up on an
5: awesome cigar,
1: so I got a box of that.
0: Ooh, ooh! There you go. Um, yeah, uh, it, it was great all around. It really was. Uh, the company was great. It's great seeing everybody. The show was good. Um, wasn't the greatest show ever, but like I said, even the worst—and this wasn't the worst scenario wannamaker But even the worst scenario, wannamaker is still the best gun show in the world. Um, so yeah, it's uh. <laughs> I saw the side chat. That's pretty funny. Uh, rest in peace, Stan, rest in peace. Yeah, you know, We'll always remember the good times at SS pond, but um, yeah, it was great. Great weekend. I'm glad everyone uh, made it home, except for Rod is the last one and he is gone. He just jumped out. He probably hit the wrong button, but um, yeah, Rod's the only one that's still I, I, unless Sarge and, obnoxious haven't made it back to Carolina. I don't know, but I know that Rod's still in route to uh Idaho, but be safe the rest of the way. You got you'll be home by tomorrow. If you're in Wyoming, you'll be home tomorrow, I'm assuming, right? Yeah. I'll get yeah.
5: home
0: tomorrow with me Okay. Um uh, yeah, be safe. It was great seeing everybody again. Uh great meeting two gun kitty for the first time. We saw 45 ACP was there. I forgot to mention him. It was great seeing him again. I, did I miss anyone that we saw? Um I don't think so. I think, I think we named everyone. It was a great time. Thanks to the Wanamaker family for allowing us to come in and capture their great gun show as media. We really do. It's it's not a guarantee. It's not something that we are, we should feel entitled to be able to do every time and every year, every, every twice a year, they say yes to us so far the last five or six years, whatever it's been. Uh, so thank you to them. Thank you to Clover for setting that up. Um, yeah, it's just, it, it's, it's a thrill. It really is a thrill. Um, if you're looking to start maybe getting into some content creation and you're thinking about doing some bigger shows, Wanamaker is a great place to cut your teeth. Um, so yeah, if you're interested, contact CloverTac or any of us, we can get you in contact, but it's, uh, it's fun. It's a great, it's a, it's the biggest, greatest gun show in the world happens twice a year in Tulsa, Oklahoma. So it was a blast. Uh, we will see you guys next week. Next week is Thanksgiving week, so we might have some fun talking about that. It's crazy, it's Thanksgiving already. You know, guys, we are literally exactly two months to Shot Show officially. We are two months from Shot Show. It'll get here quick. I think, I think, Thanks I think, I, let's get here on the, so. yeah. I mean, I think Clover, we get with well, the 15th or is whatever that Saturday is. The 15th, we land.
3: 15th, I think, yeah.
0: You're two months yeah. away from shot. Can't wait. Can't wait. All right, guys. Thank you for watching live as always. If you're watching a replay, God bless you. Uh, good Lord. If you made it this far in replay, let me know. I'll send you something. <laughs> um, if you're listening in in, in podcast, thank you so much. Uh, great chat as always out there. Thank you so much for all the questions. I had a blast. And we will see you next week. Simplify.